late now because mm-hmm. I leave work late at night. How late? Um, like eleven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think. Damn, it's really, it's really late, and I'm ready to go home and go to sleep. I'm a little hungry. Um, what's up? It's autumn. The leaves are changing outside, and I'm listening to camp. <laughs> love of life. You got me onto or, it. Or love and life. Yeah, man. It's that's such a beautiful. It's weird when people can nail sound like that. When they can just nail music, like no, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like as emotion. soon as you start listening to it, you're like, oh yeah, I know. Okay, I get it. They can like match an emotion, yeah, to like a sound and like harness it. That's so weird. I was just talking to my friend Carl about that because I assume that that's why people, unlike movies and other things, I guess that take more time, they go back to songs often because they know like what feeling they need to plug out of a song. You know what I mean? Or like, like extract. Yeah, there's just like a thing. Like I'm about to go do this thing. I'm hype. Like what's my hype song? Like what am I? What makes me feel like I'm on top of the world? And then there's the more somber, wholesome days when you're just driving down, looking at the changing leaves. And you're like, what's what am I feeling as you're going to pick up firewood in groceries? Camp. You know what I mean? Camp. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what I'm that's what I'm feeling. No, it's a vibe. A whole vibe. Yeah. No, I love I love music and I love how it definitely has that like ability to do that to people with the emotions and just i don't know people are able to tap into that and bring memories and what are you listening to me um thank you for being here by the way oh thank you for having me yeah do you pronounce it by the way anna or anna what do you what's like what do they do at the house at the house what does mama say anna Anna. when i'm in trouble when i'm in trouble wow yeah and then anna every other time yeah just, That's so funny. Yeah. Anna Marie when I'm in trouble. Oh. But other than that, it's just Anna, come here. It's so funny to like parents do that. Like, what is it about getting into that other part of you? Like Anna Marie. Like why like why is it like when you say the whole thing now, it's like, oh shit, she's like, she really means me. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no. What is it about adding that that? I guess aspect. it's something that they like it's very personal nobody really knows your middle name unless you tell them like that so oh. and they're like I birthed you so. I guess <laughs> they know it <laughs> they know it yeah I guess that is true yeah, you're right middle names oh yeah my little sister used to say that what, what's yours my, well, my sister's name is Alexis I call her Lex mm-hmm. uh, and she would always say <laughs> like in order to gauge whether you knew someone or not, she'd be like, "What's their middle name?" Exactly. She'd always, like, "What's their middle name?" Okay, then stop. Then stop. Then, then, then you know. Then you don't know them. You know. You're not close with them. So like that's that. so funny that that's a huge barometer for, to know. To note, it's noteworthy. I'll give. I'll give. I give them. I give credence to that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. How many people's middle names do you know? Well, what is your middle name? I tell people 
my middle name all the time. Uh-huh. It's Lonnie. Lonnie. I yeah. Like Sometimes that. I will introduce myself as Earl Lonnie Hooks. Me with Anna Marie. I like introducing myself sometimes as Anna Marie Fonseca. Yeah. I like adding the Marie. Okay. And is it Fonseca or is it Fonseca? Fonseca. It is Fonseca. Okay. Yeah. Oh, some people are like Fonseca, Fonseca. Oh. It's, there's, I've gotten Francisco before. Francisco? Francisco. 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 <laughs> Francis. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I really appreciate you coming and doing this very weird request. I always tell people I acknowledge it's a weird request and I uh, acknowledge that I'm grateful that people come here and do this. It's so cool. It's such a weird communicational life hack. No, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I definitely... It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I mean, I oh, I love like videography, like oh. YouTube, all of that. I have my own cameras, so like mm. it's more of just like a personal thing cuz I'm a little shy. So oh. this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. So the fact that you remembered me and like gave me like this opportunity to come out here, I was like, "Wow, yeah. I am so shy, but thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to step out of my comfort zone." Like Oh, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. How often I know you, you said that a job didn't really allow you to focus on you that way. So you moved and now the current job does allow you to focus a bit more on your on your overall quality of life. Yeah. Right. So how do you feel like like what are you doing in, in that regard to, to oh. I mean, I know that you're because you're, you're saying that you love these hobbies, these like camera work, YouTube yeah. video, like I'm assuming that you like to put together a lot of stuff. So is this now allowing you the time to yes to it, get more into that? Yeah. And that's one of the things I love. Um, it's just I'm the oh, I'm the type of person that likes to plan. So for me, I wanted time to get ready for it. So now that I do have the time, what I wanted to do with my YouTube is mainly like fitness based with like yoga Mm. meditation like i would totally do some like vlogs of course just with my friends but aside from that i would definitely want to be more holistic and focus on like mental and physical health so that's why i was like with the last job so upset that i didn't have time to focus on my physical health yeah but now i'm in the gym Mm -hmm. so like that's what i wanted but i definitely am like a planner so i don't want to just jump into it unprepared like mm-hmm. i want to make sure i have like a set based routine that i know actually works mm-hmm. at least for me so that i can learn from it and like learn how hard it is really so that i can explain it better to people when it goes yeah. to their fitness journey or just anything yeah. in general you want to be knowledgeable you exactly. want you want to you want which is it's very commendable okay because there are a lot of people that talk about a lot of shit And they're not at all qualified to do it, right? And qualified doesn't necessarily mean that you have a piece of paper on a plaque posted up on a wall somewhere, but it just means you've done your due diligence, like trying to figure out what the fuck the thing is and trying to wrap your mind around it and look at it from different angles. So I'm glad that you're doing that. That's a good way to approach the the situation. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. The only thing I would say is make sure that you do the thing, though. Of course. You know, a lot of people get stuck on the trying to prepare and, you know, get it looking just the way that you want and being ready and being ready. And they never get to the point of like doing the thing because it's a lot of preparation. And what happens, what's very fascinating 
is there seems to be this thing that happens where the more you talk about something happening, you release the endorphins in your brain that make you believe that like you've kind of already accomplished that thing. And so a lot of people never get around to doing it because they like tell they talk about it all the time. And they you heard, you've seen those people. They're like telling you like what they're about going to do mm-hmm. and they tell everybody and they feel really good. You can tell they're juiced up about it. And then, and then it, it like, like, where is it? Be, <laughs> you're talking to them like seven months later, like, hey, remember that thing you were talking to me about? What? Whatever happened with, oh, you know, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like nothing really comes of that. They got real doped up, you know, on the idea, on the dream and like never got to the dream itself. Yeah. Never executed. Yeah. No, that's okay. Thank you for your bit of wisdom. That is awesome. Yeah. No, I definitely do. Like I said, I'm just a shy person. I mean, Mm -hmm. after freshman year of high school, I was homeschooled. So I I didn't really. And I I willingly chose not to go back to school. Oh, you're like, fuck that place. No, yeah. My first year of high school, I was like, nope. Yeah, I could see that. High school is really tough. Um, I don't know. See, I had a pretty decent, like, upbringing in school. I had a really, really fun time. But I can see the darkness of it for sure. I can see how easily it can be very, very like unforgivingly cruel. Oh, you know what I mean? No, definitely. And yeah. especially living in such like the richest county in the United States. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah, no. I lived in the only apartment in my town, right across the street from my, my house. Wait a minute, was there there's like one apartment? Or you mean like one apartment complex? Yeah, you mean one like, apartment complex. And in my, everything else are just big like, ass houses, estates, yeah. farmland, yeah. pools. Yeah. I was like, yes, right across the street from my high school. Pianos in the foyer. <laughs> and you're across the street. I would, <laughs> looking I would, at it like, hey, guys. I never, I, my entire <laughs> existence there, I never let anybody know where I lived. I, oh, yeah. I walked wow. home. I would take like a way like home on the trail wow. to avoid it. It was a big secret. <laughs> so Damn. if you guys see this, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn. No, I mean, no. That's, no, you probably did the right thing. But, did, but that would have. Wait, no one. So you didn't really make any. Fr- you didn't know anyone's last middle name, and they didn't know your middle name either. Oh, see, it was weird. It was weird. I could actually fit in with every. Like, I, I could go up and sit down at any table. But um, no one came over the house, is what I'm saying. Like, and I honestly, I got invited over sometimes, but it was weird because my mom would always have to pick me up, and like sometimes yeah. their moms would want to drop me off, and I'm like, hey, nah. This kid, this oh kid. no. I was like, this can't happen. No way. Please don't. <laughs> I was like, I'll walk at this point. I'm close. Never mind. <laughs> like, it was so bad. I grew up with such bad social. Like, and the weird, the funniest part too was my mom stressed, always looking really good. So like, I I went to school stunned all the time, and nobody thought a damn thing. <laughs> nobody thought a damn thing because they're like, wow, she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, oh no, 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 honey, my closet looks great. I share a room with my sister, though. 
I'm sorry. It's so funny laughing about these things. I'm so no. glad. I'm so glad that you're at a space where you can laugh at this shit now because this is really hilarious. Like, no, it's, it's great. Oh, it could have been told in such a sad light. But wow, that's really funny. You gotta oh, laugh at life. But I mean, that is though for people that don't know. That is a lot of the people at certain high schools, like a lot of the very loud people, you know, with a lot of the nice stuff don't always come from the best. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're doing that for a reason. A lot of people. Yeah. Um, Especially children. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my gosh, of course. No, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I think I shared a room with my brother. Oh, my whole life like he's only three years older than me so from when i came out and he was three <laughs> so when he left at fucking 20 something to go off to college because he did some community college he went to like wvu he went to odu for a while okay. so he did some hopping back and forth between the house and like different colleges yeah. um but in his 20s though so i i grew up with someone in a room with me, like mostly a basement space, so it's much larger, but we're right here. Like I can throw a rock or he can throw a shoe over to my bed when I'm sleeping and I start sleep talking and he wants to shut me up. So just that close. Nice. You're not alone. Thank you. But it's just so funny, though, because that's not broke, though. Like That's not like you're just in an apartment. That's the the funniest part about this is that it's not you are still in the richest county in the United States of America. You were just in an apartment, right? There's people dying in third world countries out here. That's the real funny part about this. That's why I laugh. It's like, it's not like you were legitimately doing like terror. Like you're just like, what is life? I don't understand this. Like the, yeah, I could be doing so much worse. Yeah. There's places in New York where like, Oh man. Cockroaches, rats, no. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago is really bad. Third world countries. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was just going to keep it to the U S but if you want to take it outside the U S it gets really shaky. Exactly. Exactly. So like we're out in comparison. That's why I love. Well, I'm glad you, you got out of that, but still shy to this day uh and you feel like that had to do with because you decided to do the homeschooling yeah definitely i was mm. i don't know so were you not shy before that yeah there was just i don't know there's something like this little bit of hope in me where i was like yeah you know people they're not they're not bad you know what do you mean and and then i got shocked with their like actual like culture and mentality and i was like oh that's a lot i can't (laughs) (laughs) so what did anything in particular happen where you were just like i can't believe people are like this Um, i can't believe like a like people will do that yeah because clearly you hear stories like you know about the holocaust like you know about (laughs) like slavery you know about tons of things that like go on but like to see it out of a human be like damn like you really act like that yeah um I guess, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, I was, like, so, such a loner at one point. I mean, I used to eat lunch, eat lunch in the bathroom. I wouldn't even eat lunch. I would just hide in the bathroom. Like, it would be, like, the in the movies where, like, I would be hiding under the bleachers at gym class. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. it was one yeah. of those things. I didn't have friends at all. I had one best friend, and I, tr- oh, actually, I did tell one person. 
when I I was my best friend at the time. I don't want to name drop, but yeah. she uh, she was my best friend at the time, and she came over to my apartment. She was the only person that I trusted at the time, and that was what really genuinely made me lose all of my friends for some reason. That and like some other stupid drama that happened with a boy that honestly me oh, yeah. being older, like I don't even remember. It had nothing to do with me, more to do with her and someone else's man. And I was like, don't oh, do man, that. That's a whole lot. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I confided her and I trusted her to come over to my apartment. And um, after that and the boy drama, she ended up just like taking all of my friends at the time away from me. So Damn. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? So somebody, okay. So, so you were dealing with issues and you wanted to invite someone over to confide in them. Yeah. Right. That happened. And shortly thereafter, that same human mm-hmm. slowly started. And when you say take your friends, like, well, wh- like, what does that look like? What do you mean? I like I went to school with these people my entire life, clearly since like middle school and obviously up until freshman year. So like I obviously knew a lot of my friends at the time that I considered my friends, like people mm-hmm. that I could regularly go up to and have a conversation with or like. People I could sit with at lunch. I, these were my friends, you yeah. know. And she didn't know anybody. Like, I knew she know, knew nobody because I remembered her from the start of sixth grade. And she didn't talk to anybody. She didn't have any friends until we got close. And then I introduced her to a lot of people because I was a social person. And... um I introduced her to everyone, and but it was like I didn't realize that it was like since she had a house, she could invite people over and like hang out with them, and she was doing that behind my back, and so she became closer with everyone in the group, and I didn't know. And then was she not inviting you to those same things that everyone else was going to? No. Oh. So it was like I didn't know the entire time she was basically using me to introduce her to like more people, and then in turn was leaving me out of everything, even though I would always introduce her to people. That's wild. I never even thought of, like, (laughs) I've never even thought of a scam like that. Yeah. Like, let me, it shows you how uncreative I am, I guess. (laughs) That's great. Like, I never thought about speaking to someone so that they so that they can introduce me to certain people so then I can leave them oh, oh wow that's that's very inter- that's very elaborate traumatizing it's, <laughs> it's such an elaborate way of meeting people no i'm glad you don't like you can't think like that cuz yeah. it it's, it was shocking to me that like especially being so young that i was like especially like in the first person that i thought i could trust for sure to like even see where I lived and I went my yeah. entire life. Like I was like, of course, coincidentally, I'm uh, sorry. I keep no, doing no, that. no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm like, of course, coincidentally. No, it won't. <laughs> but cool. genuinely, yeah, I trusted her and, um, all of that happened. And so I ended up losing a lot of my friends and. Wow. It's great that you lose friends at that age to like a cool house and shit, because that must've been like, that's the thing. Like if you have a huge house and a, and maybe your mom lets you guys go over there and have a good like the person that has the house. Yes. That has the space. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you if you have if you have a large basement that you and your friends can be in that has a TV, possibly video games, right? If there don't let me because I'm gonna keep going. You usually that'll do it, but let's keep going. Now, if you have a pool 
Trampoline. Okay, now, see, you don't fucked around. Now you brought a trampoline, right? <laughs> don't let there be any space for any fire. Fire pits. Facts. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Especially here in Loudoun <clears throat> County. Now, now it's a wrap because that person and, oh, wait, oh, I'm sorry. The most important piece. Movie theater. <laughs> they do they do they do have them here I see, see i wasn't i wasn't thinking that but let's add that on yeah. <laughs> all right uh all right a couple more things at least one cool dog cool well-trained dog nice dog and then the most important piece parents that have the mentality kids are going to be kids as long as you do it underneath this roof Safely. Don't leave it. Yes. If you have that, <clears throat> I need to get something to help. <laughs> if you have that combination of things going on, you have everyone's friends. Exactly. At that young, tender age. Yeah, for sure. Because that's the place to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to escape. Especially, how much worse does it get when you, you don't have to wait the next day like I did to learn about it? No. You're on Instagram or on fucking Snap and you see all of these people there because that's what you're doing. It's not what I was doing. I was running around chasing girls, playing basketball with my friends. Right. But these days life is very different. So I can only imagine just looking and just seeing everyone somewhere and you were not invited and. It's like, you wasn't even hanging out with them before me. Like, I, wait a minute. Yeah, I was like, okay. Ashley, I, <laughs> you and I literally were supposed to go out today. You said that you had. It's even you, it's even worse when they tell you that, like, they're sick or, like, they're just going to be sick. No, <laughs> no, Anna Marie. I swear. This did not happen. Yes. No, they can't tell you that they're sick and then you see it. Why are people so sloppy like that? I don't even know. People are so bad at that. Like even when it comes to their jobs, like people are really bad at like saying one thing, like, yo, my grandma died, I have to go to her funeral. And then you're at the club or you just out at brunch. And you're just like, oh and we're looking at you at work, like, bro. You're like, he's oh. at brunch, right? He's on his third mimosa. <laughs> I thought your grandma died. Where are His you? grandma's with him. She's in the picture. She's just fine. That's he crazy. Sprinkled her ashes into the mimosa. See, that's crazy. <laughs> no, Jen, people that are was, really bad. I can't believe that happens to you. That was just one of the things. The mo- I feel like one the most like traumatizing aside from the children was the teachers. What they do? I had an ASL teacher put duct tape on my mouth because when I was signing, I would say the word. Whenever I would sign or whatever I was signing, and she got so pissed off, and so she literally put duct tape on my mouth and told me that I wasn't allowed to speak. And I literally, and then like that was just one thing. Like she made me sit on a mat in front of the entire class, like crisscross applesauce, like yeah. And I tried to report her to the school board, and what they did was they sent me to Woodgrove. So they sent me to another school. They sent me to another school to do ASL just for that one specific class. So I had to get on a bus to go to an entirely different school just for one class. And I mean, you were roughly the same student when you went to Woodgrove, correct? Like, yes. meaning you were still tr- having the same trouble, like saying the words as you would yes. sign. And, and the the teacher was totally OK. The teacher was totally no, fine. It was just the fact that they wanted to protect that teacher and that they literally wouldn't do anything about it. Like my mom was so upset. And also the fact that like 
we didn't have money. So like, it wasn't like we could get a like really like oh, good lawyer to yeah. be like, I'm suing the Loudoun County School yeah. Board. So it's like, you know, like we just. Yeah, sometimes you just got to take that L, walk off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and get stronger from the L. Exactly. Yeah. That's where, I, that's why I can laugh at these, these things. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's a, it's a great spot to be in, man. Uh, I can laugh at everything that's ever happened to me. It's a great time getting to that place where you can just laugh at your existence. Yes. Because you've just <laughs> been another fucking human this whole time, along with everyone else that's running around here trying to figure life out. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's a hilarious state to be in, to be a human. It's so funny. Mm. Like, things are constantly changing. Things are constantly, like weird and they have like there's duality and everything like you're telling these stories you're telling them in such a fun you know way with such levity to it that that's the light in which we're seeing the story but you're looking into the story it was the shit it wasn't fun then <laughs> you, you weren't having any fun at the time no, you know so it's everything is just so it's so beautifully layered um, it's like a yeah, it's a funny movie. I always say life is. is a comedy. Out of oh everything. my gosh! It could be obviously it can be everything. It like, can be everything. But I definitely think the overarching theme is comedical as heck. I, yeah, it has to be right. Yeah, because it's, it's all just so. You're right. It's just all so funny. Like it's all so weird and ironic and exaggerative and just just everything and so some of it's just like very straight laced like if you look at life from an absolute objective standpoint like it's there's no human feeling involved in that it's just this is what's going on yeah and we're all just running around like feeling different ways about it and we're like <laughs> it's like it's not even real like your like your perspective is real to you yeah objective it's objective <laughs> you know it, yeah. yeah that's your subjectivity like it's just you know your perspective on things and then there's a whole outside of that yes that exists it's which like is interesting one conscious field and then every little subconscious field within it that's like a different projection of its own mind mm, you know like yeah. i feel like that's what every single person is is like obviously we share the same consciousness like every single human being we run off the same conscious thing and it runs everything simultaneously at the same time but it it gets bored of itself that's why it created this i like to say white void because mm. the inside when you close your eyes is like the black void mm -hmm. and you know yin and yang mm -hmm. so if there's a black there's a white and this is like an infinite white void and it can literally continue to create things for infinity because that's all it can do since there's just one self and it gets so sad, lonely, bored, crazy, everything, all of it. And that's the different projections of it, you know, mm. within it. <laughs> when you um, were having this psychedelic experience with your mother. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um... Again, we don't put her name and her location out there, but never. Uh, <laughs> she was saying that she could see, and this was resonating with me, and it kind of goes with what it is you're saying here. It's making me think that she could see these different people's auras as they walk past because you guys were people watching. Very interesting thing to do sober. So, 
for, you know, for anyone that doesn't know on a psychedelic experience, amazing. It's perfect. Um, in different frequencies, different rates at which they were just moving and navigating through life. Yeah. Um, how was that? Yeah, no, that, that was honestly something like very profound. Like I definitely think that life is like a clock and I love the saying that, you know, life is a marathon, not a race. Mm-hmm. Cause in that exact moment you, I was seeing in real time how that is the case, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone was functioning at a different speed and a different rate within this clock, like this machine, everything has to function simultaneously in order for this dream projection to function and move and operate so like watching everybody's like time since life is a marathon not a race was interesting you know mm-hmm. like some people like they were biking so like genuinely they're whipping on by and you can see how in that moment their mind and just them are moving at a faster pace within this clock this machine and it's so cool. Like you realize that's what everyone's doing and there's billions of us mm. within this little orb. Yeah. And like <laughs> it's a little orb. <laughs> I definitely don't call it or I mean I like I mean I like that that <laughs> term though. I haven't I haven't used that term in a long time orb. orb. That's cool. Let's use that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like when people ask me like where are you? I'm like, "Well, if I'm being quite honest, I can't say with confidence planet Earth. I know you want me to, but I can't say with confidence." So I'm in an orb. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> and hey, I feel like that's brought me to a different state of mentality, like a mm-hmm. different like state of mind, I guess. That's what I really am trying to say. What's that? Like just conceptualizing that you're just this one part of this one emitting ray amongst trillions of other emitting rays in this orb? Not just the one part, but I'm also all of everything else. Like oh, yeah, the part whole, of everything. Like yeah. I'm the whole. It it keeps me grounded. It keeps me energized. It keeps me, like, I don't know, me in a sense, but also not. It's like you're everything and nothing mm, at the same time. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've definitely said those words before. Yeah. 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 I know. I mean, you're into psychedelics. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, obviously, what are some of your trips that you've had that are like the most memorable? <clears throat> you're like, the. <laughs> clear my throat. <laughs> the most occurring sentiment that washes over me in psychedelic states is that there is simply and it tracks along with everything you're saying is that there seems to be this groove that you can find yourself in life um and i think when people are not in it you it feels like a really ruddy road that you're on like you're on fucking cobblestones and everything is just like jostling you around like what the fuck is life yeah. and then i think that psychedelic states for me have allowed me to feel this groove out so now it feels like instead of the cobblestone like wooden wheels on fucking cobblestone it feels like you're just ice losing you know like you've just gotten into this groove with life and that's just with everything you do as you pick up glasses to drink from and like you you're just conscious of everything that's going on there's no 
like resistance towards things the way that they normally would be if maybe your ego was fully intact and trying to fight for the space at the moment or whatever. It's just the things are just much easier. And it's sort of like you're in judo, like you're just doing perfect judo with everything. Like you're using, yeah, like you're just using the momentum of life with itself and against itself. And there's, you're just doing ballet through life. Right. Um, And it's just the same way in which you can get a flow state doing any particular thing. I think that there is an ultimate sort of flow state with life in general as you move about. And that, so that is the, the overarching theme that just overwashes me every single time. Um, there have definitely been different places I've been, different people I've been with, different activities that I've done, because there are many, many experiences at this point for me. That's, uh-huh. that's awesome. <laughs> um, that's why you so yeah, the, so the, yeah, so there's been a lot of different stories for sure, but as far as the, the most overwhelming sentiment that comes to me it's it allows me to uh sort of come back home in a sense and remember what that ice losing sort of feels like and remind yourself like this is what it feels like like when you start all that resistance and things like that just know that it's not this right you know you're gonna have to figure out why you're resisting or whatever the case is at the moment like why you're on that bumpy road for a second but just know that it's not this and know that your ultimate aim is to get back over here where things are just smooth and you just back into the yeah, flow state. back into the flow state. Exactly. <clears throat> so. So, yeah, that's that's sort of how I feel about that experience. That is awesome. I love yeah. it. Definitely. Th- yeah, I definitely think that that's what psychedelics have brought for me or like to me as well, which is just like a greater sense of purpose and self in life. You know, like I, I feel like before I was really closed minded and I guess you could even say selfish and egotistical in a lot of ways, yeah. as I think a lot of people are, mm-hmm. but completely unaware of it. Whereas like with psychedelics, it just has that ability to just strip away all of that and like show you how even like the scariest or like ugliest of person is a literal projection of yourself. It's it's like as if you were to hold up a mirror and be like, hey, this is also you. And that's what I find so beautiful about them because it, it just teaches you so much. And that's how I'm able to laugh at <laughs> what I said earlier because yeah. it shows you how even like the scariest, saddest, toughest things in life can genuinely be beautiful if you find the brighter picture and things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's pretty fucking, it's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. It's wild because like unless you kind of know that feeling like you you don't know you know like unless you know it you you don't know it like that deep feeling of feeling that way yeah that like you are everything and nothing at the same time that there is this uh and I keep having to sound like an old head but I keep saying this but especially in this day and age um uh, we are just simply encouraged to to gain followers. We're like very encouraged to like have people clap for us, like our stuff, love our stuff. Yeah. Um, so people are very much in their head about who they are and how they look to other people. Yeah. And so the, their ego is encouraged in a lot of ways. 
Right. So it takes a lot to try to gain and sustain practices that are egoless, you know what I mean? Or at least you're trying to practice a more egoless way of looking at things because that's ultimately what it is. Right, like you're allowing yourself this state that we're talking about, this sort of flow state, mm-hmm. means that you're no longer thinking about yourself. Yes. Right. So when you say you are more egotistical and, and of course, and selfish, of course, because mm-hmm. like that's what we're going to be. And there's, you know, when people have this ego versus egoless sort of conversations, like there is this part of the ego that keeps you alive. It, it keeps you. You know, wanting to go get food for yourself and, you know, provide for yourself because it's like, hey, we got to stay alive. Like you're important. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though ultimately you're not and you are at the same time. (laughs) Right. So like it's there for a reason. Yeah. But just the practice looking at life, uh, you know, with your ego set to the side more, I think would do wonders for people. You you would be able to much more easily do the thing, whatever that thing is. You're playing violin. You're having a conversation with someone. You're just walking down the road, like whatever the fuck. You can more easily do that thing if you weren't like just thinking about yourself doing it. Like it's just the thing is happening. Yes, yeah, just you being. Know? You're just participating in yeah. this in this life. You know. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough. Uh, that's a tough one to crack. Yeah. I mean, for. For tons of people. I mean, clearly, like, there had to be a point where you didn't feel like you had this understanding, and then a point where you did, and not knowing and then knowing is crazy. Because yeah. it's like, oh shit, I didn't know this before. Like, I didn't, I couldn't see anything like this before. Yeah. This was completely unavailable. I had no access to seeing things in this more enlivened light. Yeah. Or like this through this lens. Yeah. Just through this lens. Like it wasn't, it wasn't an option. No. And (laughs) honestly though, I have to thank, uh, shout out (laughs) actualize.org. It's this YouTube channel um, that I found (laughs) when I would trip on uh, acid and I watch his name's Leo and he like explains all of these things just in depth, like three Mm. hour long videos and I, since you're tripping on acid, like most of the time the trip lasts like 12 hours. Mm. So three hours literally feels like nothing, <laughs> feels like nothing. So you give your full attention to this video. You're sitting there and I'm like, mo- like, but that's the most important part when it comes to these videos. I swear you can't move. Like you have to sit there in a meditative state and completely absorb this knowledge because it's just him. It's like basically how we're doing it right now. Right. And he's just sitting there talking and he explains all of this, but you have to sit there and just absorb it. You can't be like involved in other things. Yeah. And I swear like that was what showed me all of this really. And like giving my full attention to that. And I don't know, also my own whatever story and life that was able to give me like this experience. I, I think it definitely takes experience for people to be able to like, tap into this type of lens because it takes like a big heart or like a lot of trauma for somebody to want to get over Mm. or not even just trauma like maybe just a sense of purpose like a longing you know like it takes something big in order for somebody to really tap into these things so uh, i think it's definitely tailored to an individual because there's some people i know can go their entire lives without ever genuinely being shown this knowledge even if they were to take like all the psychedelics in the world like it's just not made for them Mm -hmm. you know so it's definitely a 
an individualistic thing. Like if somebody yeah. wants this knowledge, they can find it. Yeah. I'm reading this book right now. Uh, it's on uh, Reese's Book Club. If you don't know what that is, that is uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, her, her book club. No. I've only ever read one other book that's on that list. It's called, um, they also made a show of it. It's called, um, I keep saying Gone Girl in my head, but that's not, that's <laughs> not fucking it at all. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay. Have you ever seen that show or, saw, or heard of that book? No, but it's a good, it, it's a good Reese, story. Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, actually, what's funny is, I feel like you would, oh yeah, that's so funny this came up, I feel like you would definitely, like, the character would resonate with you. Okay. Like, the main character of that book. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, where the crawdads thing, but um, this book is is called Group, uh, I think the subtext of it, is, or subtitle is like, uh, what one therapist in a room full of strangers, how that changed my life, or something like that. Uh, so it's about group therapy. It's about this woman named Christy, uh, Christy Tate, I believe her name is. Um, she's an author. She also, I believe, is a lawyer, um, or at least ex-lawyer at this point. Um, and she had already been going to a 12-step like program for an eating disorder she had. I think she had bulimia. Mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> she was she had been going for many many years and she was still pretty sad like her eating disorder she felt like she had kind of got it to a manageable point mm-hmm. um but she was just still very overly just had a general feeling of malaise just you know what i mean spread across her life um and she started going to this group she learned about this therapist from a friend and she started going to this group where it's very different than other like anonymous meetings where one, you share your first and last name with people, mm-hmm. right? Cause usually it's like a first and yeah, it's the first and like first letter of the last name. So that's how people would do it. Like I'd be like Earl H. Hey everyone, I'm an addict. I'm Earl H. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't talk about, people from outside the building i don't believe like they only speak about them and their experience like what's going on in there right but in this group that she found herself in they could speak about everything they could speak about themselves they could speak about other people in the group they could speak about people outside the group they could literally speak about anything that they wanted they were allowed to show anger and scream at each other and whatever the fuck needed to happen but they were just truth reigned in the room like that, that is kind of the whole point of this book. I'm only like halfway through it. But the whole point is that bring everything to group, mm-hmm. everything that happens. And we're going to talk about it here. And you don't need an answer. You just need witnesses. You need witness. Right? You don't need people to just give you the answer. You just need witness. You need to, but you need to be in a space where you can speak truthfully. And you can hear other people's truth about what you said, too. Keep that in mind. I love that. Right? And <clears throat> this space that we're talking about, because I, I ad nauseum speak about healing and health on this, on this podcast. Right. Um, because I think it's the most worthwhile endeavor. Like, there are a lot of endeavors to get in in life, but I feel like the most worthwhile one is, is healing. 
finding a way to heal yourself because I feel like with that robustness, that new robustness for life and the new lens, because it will bring a new lens. I mean, who knows at that point, like what your life could be like, who knows, like what you just did for your life. You know what I mean? Like the, the healthier you get mentally and physically and spiritually, who knows now the capacity that you've or the roof that you've lifted to what your life could have been now. No, you know absolutely. what I mean? Um, and no matter what it is you want to do, it doesn't mean you got to stop doing that other thing. That's what's great about it. It's not like like trying to be healthy means you have to stop doing what you love to do. No, it, it, it might mean do more of it. It might, you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't have to disrupt uh, an otherwise good, good life. It just is all it's going to do is support and bolster a good life. Exactly. But truth is the, it's the seed though. Truth is like the thing. No, so exactly. when we talk about doing these drugs that kind of, or these compounds, you will, that sort of dis, disband the ego from the lens for a given period of time that allows you to see things truthfully, allows you to engage with yourself truthfully, things you've done in the past truthfully, um, you know, who you are in the moment truthfully, who you want to be in the future truthfully. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a really tough pill for a lot of people to swallow. That's, that's tough. You got to take, I feel like you got to take some, a lot of people got to take baby steps. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would never, say that everyone should just have access to some well, I mean, they're just not meant for it yeah actually i don't know if i would say not have access because maybe you should have access but you should also have proper information or like on like what it is and what it can do a safe place and too. yeah safe place yeah but i just yeah. feel like some people's minds just genuinely aren't meant for it yeah yeah that, no that could be the case too genuinely so unstable that i'm like mm. if you were to take a second oh yeah for it sure make it so much worse yeah no for sure that that could yeah no 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 you don't want that you don't want someone to just get lost in another dimension yeah you know we're now they're legitimately like living in a different world back rooms. always yeah back rooms type y- thing yeah, yeah yo whoa been there like you see what i'm saying like but to travel to a place like that and be able to just say like, whoa this is kind of crazy that this exists behind this like whoa yeah. crazy right and then step out of that room it's another thing to just get that door like locked on you yeah. And now you're just in, you're in a different realm now. You're in a different universe. You're thinking, think, you're thinking you're kind of in places that you're really not. And the vibe is not actually what it is. And you're seeing things that aren't actually there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, the, and the world outside can also see that that's happening to you. Yeah. They <laughs> don't like, see oh, what you're seeing. But, but they but see <laughs> that you're seeing some shit that they're not seeing. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh, man. Oh, They're oh like, man, Whoa. we lost her. We wow. we lost her. She's not coming back. Like I swear. Oh no, yeah, that's I, that's where I'm like a firm believer in psychedelics, but also a firm believer that psychedelics is not for everybody. <laughs> there are some minds that cannot handle the powers of psychedelics. You gotta, you, gotta, you know, find balance in things. I love, uh, like for instance, yesterday. This this type of person I am. Like yesterday. 
I was, and I've been thinking about this, leaving work late now. Mm -hmm. I leave work late at night. How late? Um, Like 11.30 at night, Mm. serving. Mm -hmm. And I'll think, damn, it's really, it's really late. And I'm ready to go home and go to sleep. A little hungry. Um, What's up? And I start looking around as I'm driving and there's, there's, Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell. And now you don't know this about me, but I don't I don't eat those things. I so I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Like this is this is again what being out late is like. Cause I don't do that often. So like if I'm going out late, I might, you know, like I, we got an escape room, you know, uh planned for next Friday. We're gonna go hit an escape room. That's at like 8 p.m. That's late. <laughs> I'm gonna get out of there where they give you an hour to get escape from a room. So I'm out at nine. And then I think they give you like a free appetizer and drink at the place across the street if you buy that ticket. So I think we're gonna hit that place out by 9:30, 9:40, back at the house. You know what I mean? So that that life isn't not really about that. But I'm like, oh shit, this is what happens. I forget just because I'm not focused on fast food doesn't mean fast food slow down like fast food is alive and kicking i just don't think about it at, at all but i went to mcdonald's yesterday for the first time in years actually no 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 no. i want to say no i went there last year with with the, someone that did the podcast we got off the podcast super drunk and we went to McDonald's because it was hilarious because it was that type of night. It was that type of night. Uh, but yeah, so these were like the first two times in like years. But either way. That's fair. I went and got like a double decker. It's not a double decker. That's a that's like checkers. But it was like a quarter pounder, double quarter pounder with some fries and a McFlurry. Amazing, right? Right. Today, fasting. What's in my system? Juice. <laughs> Mint, lemon. Coffee. Cucumber. Coffee, uh, turmeric, vitamin D, C, magnesium, calcium, and and that is all. I've been fasting. Yes. So so you know it's you got to find the balance is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> is that yes you should you yeah. should always be trying to find that balance of things. You know if you wanna you wanna have a great time out go have a great time out. But like what's tomorrow look like? A lot of water. You know like, what I mean? Like hydrate. Like yes. get get you know get your vitals right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, go but, get some vitamin D. Or like go out in the sun. Like, yeah. No, exactly. It's important to like replenish. You want to sit in the house and play video games, and watch a movie? Awesome. Do that tomorrow. Go move around a little bit. Yeah. Go for a bike ride. Yeah. Yeah. Get out I literally there. just went for a bike ride from Sterling to Ruston with my boyfriend just the other day, and very nice. Was, how how long is that? Like how of a bike ride? Um, it wasn't, I mean, from his place in Sterling to Reston, it was only like a 45 minute period at most. Like genuinely we stopped and like we went to the plaza that was around there. We just walked around. They even have like free, like, uh, bike, like for, or bike locks. Oh, I almost yeah. said bike chains, but I was like, yeah. that's not it. No, we're, bike we're, locks. we're getting bikes from a couple of friends that came over, uh, for the J1 international student program at the, at our last job. And uh, they're Croatian guys, all super fucking awesome. Uh-huh. And we became friends with them. So they're leaving like this week. So uh-huh. they're going to give us the bikes that they purchased while they were here. That's awesome. Honestly, bike riding, like it's something that I just recently got back into ever since I was a kid. But like, I mean, when I say kid, I was like 
four four years ago but like i'm like <laughs> i'm, like, I'm so old mentally <laughs> since i was I'm a like, kid I'm like 70 years old yeah, even though i'm only yeah. 21 that happens sometimes no i'm literally i think yeah i'm an old soul at heart Some, sometimes you like have a year and you're like yo how many years were in this year like how many you're like yo this shit was great like this has been you know, eventful fucking data filled this if such an experience of a year Wow. I need to go through and delete. Like, how can so much be packed into a one year? Like, you don't, for some reason, you think one. Like, one doesn't sound like a lot. (laughs) Like, when you say one, it doesn't sound like a lot. It's a small number. Yeah. But a year? 365 (laughs) days within that one. Yeah. Yeah. Looping around the sun. Yeah. And how many many minutes and how many seconds, right? Because the more aware you are. You're more aware to those seconds, those like moments by moments that are happening. Yes. And then you're like, fuck. Like you just start looking around, time gets different. You're like, it's been a week. Like, ah. it's even weirder when you start to think about the fact that literally death doesn't really occur since time is relative as well. Like mm. it's traveling in a, a singular line. So when you're sitting here in this moment and you're like, I'm alive, but technically actually this is the ghost. Like I'm a ghost. I'm already dead. <laughs> and so then you're sitting there and you're like, uh, am I alive? Am I you, dead? I'm just you, disassociating. Come back. <laughs> you've been stuck in a loop. Yes. Wondering if you're the you, you or the ghost you <laughs> is, that's crazy. That's a wild loop to get caught in. Exactly. Like, Am I even existing? Well, that not that one, not that version. Oh, not that version. Like <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it's so weird. And then to think about how there's like multiverses as well, mm. with you functioning in that multiverse simultaneously as you're functioning in this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I at all don't. I've I've thought about this before. One, I like. Can I really? conceptualize it i've seen it on uh like cartoons and stuff like that like you'll like they'll try to show you a multiverse like if you watch like rick and morty or something you know uh very amazing amazingly intelligent show um very impressive (laughs) but uh but to really try to wrap your mind around infinity doesn't you know what i mean like you can't even grasp it you can't even that's the whole thing like you can't even grasp it we're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we're, no, we're, like so, like, we're stuck in this loop about infinity. <laughs> the humans are just, we're so, that's what's so fascinating about us. Like that duality working all the time, regardless of the, like even the most impressive human, like just like, isn't shit either. <laughs> like no. the most impressive, like the most, like the smartest of guys in the world that are just Figuring out rocket science every day and just understand these things about the cosmos and physics that still nothing like still just like a dude. A speck in (laughs) the universe. Zoom out on an infinite scale and they're literally just like smaller than the size of an ant. You know. And their entire existence, all of their life's work that they're just like... (laughs) grinding on is literally just like a tiny little speck in this universe like i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine i feel like i'm so grateful thank you it makes our society but also oh my god (laughs) Uh, um thank you guys Uh, yeah that's the comedy of life like that's the baseline comedic aspect that you're pointing to at life is just the fact that Everything is so important and so dire and not at the exact exact same time. Yeah. Very, very crazy. It's perfect. Like I love it. I mean, I 
I could t- spend like forever talking about infinity and like life <laughs> and just like everything because I just had some just really great trips that like ever since I had them, I just you can't go back from them. You look at mm. life and you're like, it's going to be OK. Mm. Like no matter what happens, you know, everything's OK. And like every single day you wake up, it's a different type of like blessing, mm. you know, so it's like. I don't know. Life is pretty good, I guess. No, yeah, that's um Yeah, I mean, it 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 is it is especially more for some people than it is for others because even within that understanding, like you still have human experience. Like if you weren't trapped in a human body, these understandings would be much easier. Yeah. But because you have like sensation and there are people going through constant physical pain it's much harder to to get like the idea across that you need to try to like mind hack yourself into a better perspective it's like listen that would be a great idea if like my knees weren't inflamed every day and every time i have to get up and walk or go up and down steps they they feel like they're about to explode or I have regular chest pains like weekly and I always feel like I'm about to have a heart attack or whatever it is that people are going through. So it's like I I used to say, and I probably still do, like life is good. I try to keep it to me because I just don't know. You know, it's it's that like when I say like the life is good, there's like this underlying feeling that you and I get that things are just running their course. Uh, and I think when you say like life is good, like you kind of mean it in that way. Like, listen, like it just is what it is. That's, that's kind of really what's happening here. Without the bad, you genuinely yeah. would not see the good. Yeah. Um, but when, but when people are like really, really struggling because I don't, because I don't share that, I'm like very sensitive to it now. Like when people are genuinely going through very, very difficult mental struggles or physical struggles, because I'm not dealing with that, I'm like, well, that shit is real to you. That shit is really real to you. Like whatever it is that's going on in that particular space in consciousness. Yeah. Like it shit looks really real over there. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, I can't just hand you a book on meditation and say, get on with it. Like, you know, I don't like that's not really that's, that's not, not going to be helpful. That's not the thing The giving them the mushrooms may not be helpful that like, you know, yeah, like trying to run around and trying to heal them like isn't helpful. No. Awesome, so honestly, you're right, because I mean, my mom, she when I was four, got into a really bad car accident. I mean, that was part of the reason why, like, I grew up in, like, the environment that I did. It was because she got into a really bad car accident with my sister and I in the car. And oh, wow. We flipped seven times. Damn. Yeah. How old were you? I was four. And so your sister was? Five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and we were in the back seat, and right before um, we flipped, because she pulled the emergency brake, she actually went to check her seatbelt, but in doing so, she unbuckled her seatbelt. Oh, no. So she was actually thrown throughout the car. Oh, no. Yeah. And her seatbelt was buckled already, but she went to... To check it. Fuck. Yes. And so she was thrown throughout the car, and when the car stopped, 
she initially only had a broken neck, but she couldn't hear my sister and I in the back seat, and she thought we were dead. She didn't know what was going on. So her being a mother and a the best mom in the world at that, she flipped her body out of the car. And when she flipped her body out of the car and she hit the ground, she said she felt like her body exploded. And she went to go get up, but she couldn't. Because at that point, she paralyzed herself because she already had a broken neck. And then she flipped her body out of the car with a broken neck. And so yeah, she, she ended up being in the hospital or the ICU, at least for 21 days, the hospital for about three to four months. And they looked at her and they're like, you, you know, you're never going to walk again. And she cried and like she was going to have to have like a catheter just to use the bathroom, like everything. And. She prayed to God. That was, she was, she like raised me to be very religious. And she prayed to God every single day and begged him to just give her strength and to allow her to walk again. And I'd be damned. Like she was able to walk again and she walked herself out of that hospital. Damn. Yeah. She's still partially paralyzed on the left side of her body though. So like her hand um, is like very like like, Mm. tense. Like it's, she can't really use it or lift her arm that much. There's not a lot of mobility, but you know, she's and she deals with chronic pain every single day. Cause they did mm. have to fuse her neck. And that was like, this is, that's what I was getting at was that watching her every single day, grow up, talk about this pain. Like she mm. always talked about how like she's in pain. It got to the point where like, I went from being able to hug my mom, like cuddle with my mom every single day on the couch when I got home from school to not even being able to sit near her because mm. if my hair even grazed her, she said it feels like a blade is slicing oh. her skin. So like I wasn't even able to touch my mom. And so growing up, always seeing my mom talk about this like imaginary pain that, I mean, obviously I wasn't thinking she was lying because she's my mom. She loves me. But, you know, like not being able to really see it. Like I was like, what? You know, like clearly that's something that they're creating mentally. And um, that was what really made me look into like, how everything is more of mental rather than a physical thing. Even like physicality is a mental projection of your own mind. It's not mm. an actual physical thing. Mm. And that's something that I actually, that's why I got her into psychedelics was because I realized I was able to discover that through psychedelics and I wanted to help heal her. And honestly, I've been able to do that because she was pretty codependent on painkillers before she got into psychedelics. But Ever since trying psychedelics, she's been clean off of them for mm. so long. And wow. I'm grateful because there was some very scary incidences where, like, she almost OD'd on fentanyl because they were, like, cutting it and lying about what they were, like, actually putting into the stuff. So, like, yeah, it's it's sad. And obviously, you know, that's why I'm so against the medical industry as well because they, they sell people, like, on these drugs saying, like, you know, obviously you're in an accident. You need these medications mm. but in reality they don't really need those medications like binaural beats and heavy like wait you were saying that the the prescription that she was getting from the doctors themselves were cut what are you saying you're saying she was getting no fentanyl. at first at first they they like they get oh, you oh i understand they and get then you the hooked on it addiction came after she was hooked on it yes exactly the pain meds that she was getting from the doctor understood yeah so like because obviously after a while like and especially moving states like be coming here to Virginia, it's already hard enough to get prescribed pain medicine. Like you have to have legitimate reasons, mm. and like that makes sense because 
you know, they're serious drugs and there's a lot of people out here who abuse them. And with my mom, it was just so sad always watching how, since of course we come from a lower income, they would automatically just assume that that's what she was using them for, which was for a negative sense. But in reality, this woman had a broken neck at one point, like she's partially paralyzed. Obviously there's some sort of nerve damage mm. there that's going on within her body that's chronic and she needs them, you know, but they did they didn't really believe that because, you know, everybody's judgmental, you know, mm. and like that's something that especially living up here is I realized. But when we moved to Florida, it was even harder because everyone down there is like crazy. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Florida is literally known for the crackhead state. I've, I've lived there for six months. And uh, just in that time, I became a little crackheadish and I had to get out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's a story for another time. I've told on here enough, but literally my first night staying in Florida, I stole a car. So, but we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> we have to. Oh my God. We have to get back to it. Absolutely insane. We have to get back it's to it. 21 that. years old. That was, that was ridiculous. But, but uh, yeah, yes. But you're, you're talking about when you went down to Florida. Okay. You, your mom. Oh, oh yeah. You, like getting prescribed the things and getting hooked on them. Yeah. That, no, that definitely does happen. I, I've no. I, someone in particular is coming to mind right now. They were in a motorcycle accident, and uh, we went to high school with him. And uh, yeah, he was he got caught on it, and then I believe he kind of introduced it to his friends, like whatever opiates. I don't know what they were. They were probably a mixture, you know, like Percocets, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so. I believe there were a couple guys in the group, like some ODs started happening, but like people were resuscitated. So they came back. You know, shit, when you're doing drugs, it's tough one to tell you to stop. Because yeah. um, that's just clearly the manifestation of something else is going on deeper, right? So until that thing is sort of figured out, it's like every horror movie where there's like something demonic going on. They got to like go in the house and they got to read the old newspapers in there and then like the old notes and be like, oh, I think it all started back at a house in Austin, Texas. <laughs> and then they all have to travel back there and figure some shit out or like bury a doll. And it's like, okay, she can rest now. Whatever. But it's always like there's a much deeper issue and then it's manifesting as some shit going on. There's some poltergeist at a house now chasing you guys, right? Yes. Um, and that's kind of like just people's lives in general definitely um so yeah you gotta you gotta figure those things out but uh i think once they or a couple people were like beating it like once you beat the od you feel a little bit more confident like you're just like oh well, i mean like, we're out here beating the, the you know the overdoses you yeah. know what i mean and then one more time someone just like didn't win you know yeah yeah, but it, it definitely it definitely happens. That's a fact. I haven't really gotten into them. So I don't really know, like the goodness that they bring to your body, like just how good it feels. I never really got into into pills except for Adderall, which is the opposite. So, yeah, I don't really know. But I imagine that it's quite gripping well, or it can be depending upon what it is, who you are and what it is you're looking for out of a. A drug. No, most definitely. I mean, it's sad to say that I could tell that my mom, like, at first genuinely did it because, like, it's such a shock to be in, like, imagine snapping your 
your neck and like the only thing keeping your head on your body is just your flesh like see that's what i'm saying like i don't even understand that like i hear what you're saying but i don't understand what that is yeah so like i definitely like i could tell that like obviously my mom got into it at first just because that's excruciating like you know but then after a while it's like she you could see how it's like there was just so much in her system she didn't even know why she Mm. was still needing more and it's the fact that the medical industry knows exactly what they're doing. Mm. And especially for people of the lower income, they don't really care to make sure that like it's the healthiest alternatives or the best medicines. They want something cheap and actually addictive because they want to actually be able to profit off of people. So, I mean, just watching that in real time, like I am such a heavy advocate of just not even touching any substance. Like if Mm. I have a headache, I won't even do Tylenol. If I have a migraine, I won't do like, Excedrin, or if I have a cold, I don't do cold medicine just because I don't trust products or chemicals like that. I'd much rather do like essential oils or like, you know, hot, uh, like, like tea with lemon and honey if I'm like sick yeah. with a sore throat. Anything like herbal or alternative medicine opposed to like actual over the counter. Eastern, or, like, Eastern yeah. medicine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Western medicine, Western. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is like, it does get weird. Like, <laughs> like as you get older, if you start to become the person that reads ingredients to things that you put in your body life gets so funny so fast like because you just look at this just look at the shit i don't we don't know what so much of this stuff is and when you start to question that you don't know what like essential things that people put in their bodies which is very very funny like eye drops for one (laughs) who the fuck know what are eye drops saltine water literally salty water i'm not kidding i don't know what there are definitely chemicals on the back of that thing i don't know what it says but there's that is some chemical solution that we know clears our eyes up and we drop that shit right into our eyes and keep it pushing we don't ask any questions we don't know what the fuck is in that little vial that they give us that we do bloop bloop. We just put our shit right in our eyeballs. What else do you put in your eyeballs? Nothing. Only clear eyes. Only eye it's, drops. it's literally only eye drops like that elixir. we put in our eyes. It's the only thing, which is crazy. You literally don't put anything else in there. Maybe some water if you need to dab something out or whatever. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You get a twig or a fucking eyelash caught in there. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. But there's just there's shit like that all the time. So if you start to become a little bit more conscious of that, I you end up getting to this point that you're at where you, you start thinking like, all right, well, what am I putting in? Like, what what is that? Exactly. And that starts, uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't like the word diet, um, but it, it I mean, it's kind of it's what that is. But it starts a new path of nutrition for yourself because you just start asking yourself the simple question of, OK, there's a plate of food in front of me. What is it? Like, le- like, legitimately, do, like, where did le- it legitimately, come from? like, what is it? Like, do I do I know what's on here? Like, do I know? Like, are they whole ingredients? C- can I say oh, that is a chicken leg? That is these are leaves of spinach. That is chopped carrots right there. This is this. Like, you know what I mean? Because if not, 
And even, and what's funny is even with that, it was like, where'd those mashed potatoes come from? Because I've seen the box mashed potatoes and there's a wild ingredient list on some box mashed potatoes, right? Plastic. Like, it's literally plastic. <laughs> so it, it does, it definitely gets dicey. I understand why you're saying that. I don't really take over the counter medicine either. Um, I think the most recent would have been NyQuil for myself. And then when I think about that, I'm like, what the fuck is NyQuil? Like, what is this? Syrupy, what is this syrupy, like, concoction tasty elixir. little drink that I'm having here? Like, hmm, it, it makes me go to sleep at night all nice and snug. <laughs> like, I like that. Like, no, you know what I mean? Wake up in the morning, have some DayQuil. <laughs> like, what's DayQuil? What the heck? This is crazy, you know? But when people feel bad, that shit don't matter. That's how big pain can be. Placebo like effect. When you're when you're painful, you want that shit gone. The biggest thing on your mind when you're in pain is I wish this shit was not here. Yeah. Give me something, please. Give me whatever it is that you think can stop this pain. No, most definitely. You know, and then and people are gonna take that. I get it. That's where addiction is. Made. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Definitely, and that's where it's sad, especially because I feel like with our generation, like. It's we've started off so young, you know, like the kids even started out vaping at like ah. ages of like 10, 12. It's like, so funny that is that that's like the, the hit thing now. I see it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally. Yeah. Like, everyone's guilty. got a vape on them for sure. They're just like, hey, man, you vape. Hey, you vape. Hey. You got a vape. You got a vape. Hey, man, let me hit your vape. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, dude, I came here today and it was fully charged. Now look at it. I've been letting everyone hit my vape. I love it when they pull the pod, flick it. I'm just like, what's okay? Okay. I'm like, you got to keep two on you at all times. so funny. Yeah, so I have vape before. I've tried it. I've tried a lot of things, but I don't, I, I haven't taken to it. Um, it's not good yeah. I definitely like I honestly only have this now that I work back in the service industry that's so funny but, like when I'm not there like I don't reach for it at all mm-hmm. but I do find myself when I'm there in that building I'm like you just reach for that shit like, a, like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like a it's a gun on your hip <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> ready i'm ready i'm like running in the back so we're quiet just oh no people are deaf we're we're all dependent in different levels to different things right like even just like reaching for your phone like even people that when if you ever just catch yourself just reaching for your phone and you know no one just called you no one just no one hit you no one hit you today no you're just out in public and you you don't want to look like a dweeb you're just out here just reaching for your phone yeah at those points in time i try i've been trying to get better at giving myself that sort of uh undisturbed idle time back that we don't give ourselves anymore because when you're at a doctor's office waiting like you'll just pull your phone out like if you're on a bus or a train, you will pull your phone out. Mm. If you're waiting for a fucking coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, you're going to pull your phone out. Right. Or if you're on the toilet, you may bring your phone or iPad or whatever it is to watch a video. And like in all those small moments that add up, I've been trying to just like get better at just being by myself. Oh, yeah. Being by myself or just reading a book or maybe if I'm riding like in the car. Instead of listening to Camp, even though it's a fucking awesome album, awesome yeah. album, um, or listening to a podcast, I'll just roll the window down and just listen to fucking the leaves. Wind. Yeah, wind and shit like that. And just try to get back to those moments. You know, mm-hmm. the, those are very, very nice moments. <laughs> no, most you definitely. Know? 
just like life happening quiet time with your own thoughts is so important like i love what i do and like socializing and talking to people all day but god at the end of it i'll be darned if i just Mm. don't want to go home and sit i don't even have a tv in my room Mm. i have a laptop Mm. but like i don't keep a tv just because i don't really see any use for it like Mm. If I have free time, I'd much rather genuinely just spend it, like, meditating. Oh, yeah. I will literally sit there just... Sometimes I'll sit there and I'll just get lost looking down at my hands like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm a human being. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. lost in thought. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm Like, I know it sounds silly to some people, but, like... Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that's just, some, like, a lot better alternative because I notice how nowadays with social media, like, it's a lot. Like, and it's pretty toxic, you know, with people and standards and comparing yourself all the time and on it's all unrealistic so it's like why fill my mind with unreal like things that just aren't real so far from being real when i can fill my mind with the current present moment which is the realest thing well that's (laughs) why for me when, when i talked about healing i think a lot of that has to do with focusing and like having concentration on the moment right exactly um and I talk about this so much because, and I say it's the most worthwhile endeavor because you don't truly understand the power of attention until you understand the power of attention. And attention is at at most and at minimum like what you have to work with. It's everything that you have is your attention, mm-hmm. right? So when someone has come up and like you've done the trick maybe where you like you've stubbed your toe or something like that but then someone's pinched your arm your toe you're you're not focused on that toe anymore like your arm just got pinched and you you felt that and you saw that and now that hurts and your toe doesn't hurt anymore not in that second be not in those following seconds your because your shifted. attention is on this other thing on your arm that just happened your attention just drove your whole the whole narrative in your mind at the moment and, you know, so when I say that I, I forget about fast food as if fast food isn't the biggest fucking thing happening in the United States. Right. No, like it's because my like I don't have any attention on it. Like I drive by it. And I'm like, oh, McDonald's, Taco Bell. But like, I forget that people are in those lines every single day. No, literally. You know, and I was I was walking through Target today as I was going to get those fire logs. And I saw uh, like uh you know, People Magazine and Teen This, like all those publicity magazines next to the candy and all that. And I was like, oh, shit. You're right. That happens still. <laughs> like people run around celebrities and like try to take pictures of them and just report paparazzi, re- just report, you know, stories and Kim Kardashian and people pick these up and read them. Yes, they and, pay money. And I just saw that today. I was like, oh, yeah, like that. That happens, you know, and. I'm just I'm just not paying any attention to that, you know, and there is a a discussion to be had. I've gotten a lot more open minded with what I feel like. And this is due because I should have no reign over this anyway, but like what people spend their time doing. Right. And like deeming it worthy or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I used to be like, read a book that's worthy of time and be like, you know, I don't fucking know. What else? What would I say wouldn't have been at that time? I don't even know what I would have said, but it would have been something stupid. Um, I famously have a friend that at one point in time, he's embarrassed by this now, 
said that music, listening to music was a waste of time. Again, he's embarrassed of that now, but he was like, I can't believe I ever fucking said that. <laughs> but it was a point in time when he was very adamant on that. He just wanted information, podcasts, NPR, like news. Like he just wanted a bunch of like information. He was like, what's the point of listening videos. to music? You know, um, I forgot what rant I was, where I was going on this. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, maybe you're like, hold on, hold on. Mm. I was like, wait, what? Where I forgot where the fuck I was going on all this. Um, wait, but it was really, really good. When we were talking about, oh, yeah, just attention. Um, I love that. I love, first of all, how we both got so sidetracked on the fact that we were needing to pay attention. <laughs> we were like, what? Oh, Wait, what were you talking about? What were you talking about? But, oh, right, but, attention. But, but attention. What's, what's funny to me is there's a duality in that, too, is because I often forget about things because I'm paying attention to what's happening right now. So hyper-aware of every little detail. <laughs> yeah, that so, like, sometimes I'll forget, like, you know what I mean? And no. th- that's a lot of the beauty of conversation is you really need to be there for that moment. And a lot of times what gets in the way of people having good conversation is you're trying to head it off with some other shit. Like you're trying to have foresight and think about like what you're going to say next to the person. And then there's a bunch of shit that gets in the way of just having like a Natural a genuine flow. fluid exchange with someone. Yeah. Um, so you have to like actually take time to try to recall what the fuck you were talking about. And that's a <laughs> real human moment. Uh, so, yeah. So just talking about attention. attention. Uh, the discussion of what should you be paying attention to is a fascinating discussion because it's almost like what is the most important thing in your life like or things in your life it's another way of asking that what should you truly be paying attention to and how much attention can you afford to put in other places you know like if you're at home with a family or significant other, maybe you have a child, you have a job, a set of hobbies, maybe one hobby, right? You have to have attention on your, your spouse. Like what, what are they going through? Like what's their day been like? How are they feeling about things? How do they feel towards me? You know what I mean? Are Are they okay? Are they okay? Just, just, what the fuck is going on with them? Exactly. You know what I mean? What would they like to share? Um, you have to be thinking about your job. Like, I got to be at work at this time. All right. Like, do I have all the things that I need to do? Like, am I in the right mental space to go there and put my best foot forward? Whatever. Maybe this is how you talk to yourself. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But you have people have to think of their jobs at various levels, right? Because no, for a lot of people, job doesn't work or job doesn't work. Work doesn't end when you leave the job. Sometimes, like, you're still getting emails or phone calls or you have to, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to prepare for something in the future. Um, So you have to worry about that. You have to be concerned with or give attention to a dog. A lot of people have pets. So it's either you're going to have a pet and you got to think, okay, has the pet gotten out? Has the pet eaten? Cats are usually easier, conventionally speaking, right? Uh, You know, comparatively speaking, like dogs or something like that. Um, but like, I got to take the dog out. I got to feed the dog. I got to play with the dog. I got to do whatever the fuck with the dog. Children. That's that's a different. You world. got children. It's a whole other. Cause now you got another life <laughs> that you're dealing with, Multiple right? Multiple if you have more. And then, and then at some point in time, 
you got to figure out like how you feel (laughs) in all of that. How do I feel? Where where do I put myself in that list of prioritization? Am I, am I actually getting to myself fifth after the cat and the dog and the, this and the, like, should I bump myself up? Is it, is it bad if I bump myself up? Is that like, should I care about myself more than them or should I not? Like, should I, should I, should the kid always be ahead of me? Or like, maybe like, man, they were being a little bitch yesterday. I mean, can I put myself ahead of them today? Like, what's good? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you're constantly doing all that shit. Hobbies. All I'm saying is that for most humans, there's usually like a host of things. Healthy. You got to put the health in there. Well, that was a part of you. Um, there's a host of things that probably really need your attention. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really, really, urgently. truly, urgently need that shit. Yeah. And then just based off of that and based off of like the just the sheer computability of a human, like what you can even do, like what you only have but so much bandwidth. Right. So you, you just simply can't tap into everything. You, you just can't. It's impossible. So you have to choose. Like, what's going to be a part of that bandwidth? Like, what am I going to fit inside of the things that I think about on a daily routine, right? Right. On a daily schedule. And if it's outside of those hosts of things, right, again, you got to think about your hobbies. You know, your hobbies are in there as well, you know, but it starts to get less and less important, but very fast, yeah. Very fast because everything that I'm encompassing in there, I'm talking about your family, friends, who, whichever one of those you think are important because you don't always have to cater to all of those people from both of those camps, friends and family. Uh, sometimes fuck them. Uh, <laughs> that's for everyone to decide on their own. Um, your health, your hobbies, your passion in life, right? Like your healing, your expression, like your work, you know, what's what's bringing you the 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 means to be able to maintain the things that you love so you don't have to struggle and have unnecessary stress, you know. So like once you get outside of that, some motherfuckers is just on Twitter upset. That is so true. <laughs> because now so you're just like in this 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 void you're talking about, this white void yeah. that just is an infinite expanse of all things. And now you just in there and you in there and you find all sorts of shit to be upset about and to focus on. And that ain't none of those hosts of things that I was just talking about. No. Nope. You right. Get lost and thoughts. you just get lost <laughs> out there and you fighting fights survival and you just yeah you doing a lot of wild shit wild yeah. I get on Twitter because I don't even really know what Twitter is to its fullest extent or X I should say now I don't know what X is to its full extent because I don't use it to nearly I use it for probably like point zero one of it percent of its capability i don't even use it i don't have it downloaded i get on there and i i go i search podcast recommendations in the search bar okay and i because i don't like to just bombard people with information that they don't want i go to Mm -hmm. podcast recommendations i see list of tweets of people that are asking does anyone have any podcast recommendations and then i say something nice and i drop a link in like a small video kind of like how i did with you 
That's so funny. And then and then I get out and I usually say something like thankful for the space or grateful to be here or something like that and just drop a little link and video and then I get the fuck out and then I close the app. That's it. So so like I don't even know like what searching through stuff looks like in threads dropping and no and then clicking on articles that bring you further into the story so then you can have further insight into what the most popular rage or story is. I don't even I didn't know that was a thing. Oh. I didn't know. Oh. Instagram's already getting, like, confusing, and so is Snapchat. And I'm just like, these are the, the platforms I grew up on, and I'm getting so tired of them. I know Snapchat has evolved. Every time I, because I put all these videos on all these platforms, and then I get the fuck out. Uh, I don't even know what I'm looking at on any of these platforms anymore. I just know how to do the things that I need to do to post something and get out, yep. for the most part. So, Snap, I know how to post something on my story and leave. Yeah. I don't, there's so much shit going on. There's so many different, every time Team Snapchat sending me like, something to let me know of like a new feature that they got. Or some random holiday that they're celebrating that really just does not matter. Uh, dude, it's, yeah, man, it, there is, it's like a whole different thing. I'm like, what? This, this just came from like sending booby pics from back in the day. All right. That were, oh that were going to be gone in 10 seconds. <laughs> And like that was the thrill of Snapchat, and that's all we had. <laughs> did you see how? Did you see how the AI posted to its own story, and everybody was freaking out? Like, how is AI posting to story? Like, how is AI posting a story? And it was so weird because it was like a uh, the picture of like the wall. Like, if you were to look up and see how like the ceiling meets the wall, yeah, it was a picture of that, like the ceiling meeting a wall, and we we're like. What room is this, and why is oh, AI posting a photo? Like, it was Louise. so weird. Oh no! It was so weird, and then it glitched out. Like normally, you could text it and be like AI, like blah 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 blah, and it would respond. But it was like, sorry, I can't respond right now. Like it was literally like <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing other shit. <laughs> no, it was like sorry, we're having like troubleshooting error. Like I can't like or like I can't fix that problem or something. Mm. Like it, it literally was not responding, and everybody went on Twitter and they were talking about it. And they were freaking out. See, see, this is. See. It was so funny. It was so funny. I only found out through my friends. And honestly, I saw the story post and then my friends reposted on their story mm. and they slid up and they were, they were calling the AI bot like really rude names. And oh, I was just shit. like, I was like, why are you making fun of this poor AI bot for having a conscious and finally posting? I was like, you want to know why AI is about to blow up humanity? Oh. It's because it posted to its story, and this is how we treated it. Right. It was awful. We we we, we cyber bullied the AI. <laughs> exactly. I was like, how are we gonna cyber bully AI? Don't do that, please. Don't do that shit. <laughs> no, RoboCop, Chappie, they're all gonna come oh for us. Oh my gosh, man! It's only a matter of time. I promise. Like the freaking Elon Musk Neuralink. It's literally only a matter of time. I've been having my eye on Neuralink for a long time. I've been talking about it with friends for a long time. I've talked about it on this podcast a few times. I've, I have thought this question, and I've thought this question the whole time, and I don't hear nobody talking about this shit. Okay. So I'm going to say it again. Okay, I need to know. I, I get the chip in the brain, right? I get the you know higher fucking internet access, higher speeds, making people's lives better, working with paraplegics, right? Giving people functionality back. Like I, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Right. He said during a press conference and I saw it, I watched him say it. Mm -hmm. 
right? The future is going to get really weird. We know this technology is going to, it's going to look weird. Mm-hmm. Um, in that in his mind, he thinks that at some point there shouldn't really be a reason as to why you can't download what we might conceptualize as the soul of a person into a computer database. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, if you if you harness the aggregate of every movement, every every ideation, every moment this person kind of had, all their tweets, all, like all the information you could probably possibly extract from their life, right? Then you could you could conceptually you could put that into a data. You, you could you could make that data. You could put that into an algorithm. And AI would be the perfect engineer to do that. Right. I think yeah, I've and, heard that. And and there have been tests already of which is very, very creepy, if you think it's creepy, but like a woman speaking to her child that had passed, um, like having her kind of recreated. What? And like through some like a, I believe it was like a VR sort of system and she could she could hear her she could see her again you know but at some point you got to take the headset off that's you know and so my my whole questioning on maybe not Neuralink, but maybe it's like Neuralink 15.0 or some shit like that like down the line Mm -hmm. if that gets to be the case and you can upload Anna into the next Anna. Once this body dies, I'll just upload you somewhere else and like I'll still have this version of you, right? What at that point is the the value of a human? Yeah, or like the uniqueness of your own life. Like it is is your being alive, quote unquote, is that as valuable if like we can kill you and we can save you. Like I can, I can upload you over here and people can still experience you. No. Yeah. I definitely feel like that. That is, that is a wild, that is a wild idea. Like having a surrogate body of sorts and you can just like put another, you can put your consciousness back into it. Say you died young. And like your parents were just like they had the money and they were like, we're willing to pay the five hundred thousand dollar fee or the million dollar fee that it takes to like once this first got on the market. This is let's say this is like 2060 year 2060. This is new, fresh on the market. We can take the all the aggregate information that is pulled off every time you click. This has been a, one of those new uh Dark Mirror or Black Mirror episodes, by the way, too. Every time you click one of those, I agree, I accept all terms and conditions, all those fucking lies that we say all the time because we're not reading all the terms and conditions and we're just like selling our information more and more away to all these companies. If they could somehow find a way to extract all the information from your music, all your photos you've ever taken, every video you've ever taken, any post you've ever posted, anything you've ever put anywhere and they could make you they could put you in a USB and they could link you up to someone else or another body. And then you're over there now. No, honestly, you know? I feel like that kind of t- like touch touches base on what I was talking about earlier, where like 
I get confused on being like alive or dead because if this truly is an one consciousness and it, it's like an orb, it's like an infinite database, like quite literally. So if they're able to do that with technology now, like I feel like that further proves my point that somehow this genuinely is like a projection within a database of some sort. Mm. And that's how they're able to track down that information. Sure, they could say that it's through, you know, technology like Bluetooth or like the pictures, the, your music, your photos, all of it. But like, I feel like that's not enough to genuinely recreate somebody in depth like that, mm -hmm. even if you were to have that information. Yeah. But if like this is genuinely like one infinite field in database, then that would make more sense to me that they're able to just go back into the database and extract all of that information from that specific person if they had its like DNA or whatever yeah, specific. Yeah. So like that's interesting that yeah. like it somehow like it looped back around to like <laughs> it's funny. Like I, I like I don't even go searching for these things anymore, but the universe always that's it. just talks to me. That's it. <laughs> I uh, I was playing a video game the other day and in it there was like this old uh, fortune teller and she said she was talking about like the wheel of fortune in life and that, you know, ultimately it is just this wheel that keeps turning and sometimes it's good for some people and bad for others, but that it favors those that pay attention. Uh, because I think that for those people, it's sort of like being a conduit to, to like electricity. You just kind of got to point yourself to the right, to the right angle and then you'll get, you'll get a connection, yeah. you know, um, but you have to be paying attention in order to be able to see make where that, that to make that connection. Yeah. Um, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of what, what everything we've been talking about really is, is just trying to angle yourself to get like the right, the right connection. Um, like, like these conversations, that I had with people, the reason that they sort of have that natural looping and natural symmetry where you can get from one point to the next and you're like, oh, this actually kind of has to do with what we were talking about before and it's probably going to have to do with everything that we've talked about, right? There's probably some underlying theme to this whole conversation we've been having and you can hear it from the outside. Yeah, when people um, watch it. Yeah. Um, and be like, this is a wild fucking episode. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to you for your presence and your energy for that. No, thank uh, you. But it's really just because everything does naturally flow and mesh together. As you also stated, it all works harmoniously, right? like whether we can see it or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah. a machine, like yeah. genuinely. That's why I think it's even funnier that I, like I just realized it further proves my point that it's a database. Like mm. it's a machine, almost like a, a literal computer, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. how it's like all able to function so simultaneously. And I know that there's obviously that theory that like, oh, we're just a projection, the matrix and everything. But I also do think it's pretty funny how art imitates reality and reality imitates art. So even movies and everything that you see about like these crazy theories or stories, like it had to come from somewhere. Like, although it may be wild and from somebody's imagination, like that, like the they details they are still there. Shit. Yeah. It's the details are still there. People imagined it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I also feel like if it's that it's all the more greater, if like a team of people came together to like pinpoint all of these profound ideas and then 
make such an elaborate movie on it. Even like the Matrix is the Matrix is just like one very good example, but there's clearly a whole bunch of other examples in even YouTube videos, like videos everywhere nowadays trying to explain this because I feel like somewhere along the lines, like the projection might be collapsing and, and it really needs all of us to become aware of that. Oh, I mean, wow. the fact that like all of our like water is polluted nowadays on our planet and it's 70% of our world. The fact that like the yeah. majority of our air quality is so poor as well. Like even I hear the soil quality is also quite poor, but I mean, I guess if water is and air is and yeah, yeah. Would, it would make sense. The fact that like, like I never in my entire life has like have ever heard of or seen like air quality alerts. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I put people onto those every time. There are two things I put people onto when it comes to their weather apps in case they're not looking mm-hmm. is uh, one air quality. Right. And just you can go and look at the actual pollutants in the air. Like, yes. you, like you can find that on your weather app. Specific you, you particles. Can click on, yeah, it'll show you. Yeah. Um, and you just want to figure out what PM 2.5 is, which is just particular matter under 2.5 microns. So that just means just the tiniest of fucking things just floating through the air. It could be anything. It, it could be you don't know what it is. That is. <laughs> it's just called particular matter. Particular. It's nothing in particular. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just some shit and it's just shit in the air. You don't know what it is, but we just breathe it in because yeah. we got no other fucking choice. Um, and the feels like part because a lot of people just stay at the top and they're like oh it's 57 degrees outside it's like yeah but, but you got to scroll down and see that it feels like 49 because there's 30 mile per hour winds outside <laughs> exactly. right so those are two things but um yeah it's all it, it all it's all interconnected it's all working together it's very very weird and i found that through conversation um there used to be a lot of things that i felt like i didn't want to spend my time i would have said wasted my time speaking about in the past things that i thought were maybe frivolous like i wanted to speak about serious matters you know politics oh probably not that but okay (laughs) yeah but yeah no 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 but mostly just like always sort of conscious driven one sort of like this sort of conversation okay uh but like many people have spoken about not liking small talk, a lot of other types of talk get you to interesting places with people. And that's one reason why I love doing this. It's a small little adventure for me every single time. Exactly. Um, because you never know what's going on in someone else's world and like what's on the forefront of their mind and what they Might just what, what. Yeah, just like what headspace they're in at the time and what what calls to them. Where is their attention? At the moment, you know, that's that's very fascinating. You speak to more and more people. All they do is tell you where their attention is. If you talk to them for long enough, you're going to see where they're focused in life, like what their what their thoughts are and like why they're there and all that sort of stuff. It's fascinating. There'll be a lot of people living a lot of different lives, (laughs) a lot of different views, a lot of different focuses. Some people I know that are super, super focused very career driven, very career oriented. They see like them at the top of the mountain. You know, they, they're going to have the plaques. They're going to have the money. They're going to have the fast cars, all that sort of stuff. I, like I see those people and I have other people that don't give a shit about that 
at all. <laughs> at all. Don't care. No. Um, and in everyone in between, and you know, the people that don't know what the fuck is going on on Twitter or social media at all, and, and couldn't couldn't navigate it if you put them on there, wouldn't know what it is. They'd be liking shit on accident, and the, you know what I mean. They wouldn't know what the Should fuck is going. Picture, but they, okay, but don't like it. Take it, taking, it. T- taking, taking pictures of themselves on accident, posting shit, and they're like, ah, they, you, they don't know what the fuck is going on. And then you ask certain people I've spoken to, that's all. Like they spend hours, six, seven hours a day, just like scrolling on Twitter and clicking threads and reading people's stuff and clicking on videos and clicking on supported links and. Boom, 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 this and that, and sending sending it to friends, and you just do that all day long. It gives me a headache. And it's just it. it's just attention, man. But it's all connected, though. It's it all it's all connected. Mm-hmm. So Most so for me, I just like to be there with the person. We'll chat, which is what I was telling you before. We'll chat. It'll go, and it'll go where it goes. Exactly. No, perfect. And that's all that's happened here. Exactly. I love how it is definitely different with everybody when it comes to conversation. Because like you said, like, you never really know what's going on in somebody's head. You never really know what somebody's going through. So it can all be different. And I think that's just genuinely the beauty in life and reality is just the dualities and everything. And just how it can be so extreme sometimes. You know, some people are a lot some people are a little less but you know just the fact that everyone's a fucking human like along <laughs> just the fact that everyone we know are humans is crazy i mean it's like everyone is going through roughly the same shit that we're going through like you have like they're all human problems like whatever your problems are they're very human yeah. and like other people know about them it's not just you going through shit right so just the fact that we're all here People trying to figure out life, trying to have fun, trying to not be too fucking scared and anxiety ridden going through life, you know, uh, and just trying to find different ways of doing that for themselves. And everyone having thoughts and opinions about things and beliefs. And like everyone has those about things. So. For it's that's fascinating. Yeah. That just everyone has those. So there are just people walking by you all the time that have all these layers to them, and you don't know who the fuck they are. As, you yeah. do not know their middle name. <laughs> you not like that. You do not fucking know who they are, and you you don't know what they've been thinking about that day. You don't know if they're on the edge of doing some shit that's gonna blow this whole grocery store up. Like we don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. My friends just told me a story about a guy out in Haymarket that like got caught. Uh, I think he was about to go in there and shoot up like a church in Haymarket. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it close by, but I think he got caught because of the powers of the internet. Some and people posting. saw like some postings of his, and they were like, "Yeah, I think some people need to go get him before he does something. He don't That's seem right." Insane. And I believe he was he was caught. Like before he went there or he was like in there or something like that. But yeah, it was a close call. Yeah. It was a close call. That's thankfully, thankfully, you, you can't trust people nowadays, sadly. Just, yeah, it's like, it's tough. I imagine it's like trying to raise children, but now you're just trying to live just yourself. It's, it's the same way, like you want to allow your child I feel like a reasonable person wants to allow their child to know what it's like to be a human, make some mistakes, 
try to make safer mistakes than others, you know, be able to get back home after the mistakes, right? Uh, in, have some sense of home, you know, but to get lost in either one of those worlds where maybe you just out and you hate being home and now you just out in the world, just roaming is kind of wild. And also just being sheltered in the house and never seeing the world and seeing adversity is also wild. So even for us as adults, like you want to continue to enjoy life and go out and do the things you like to do. But we also live in America and everybody's got a gun. Yeah. And so you also just ha- and, and a mental illness. Yeah. So you have to just be mindful of the combination of human beings with guns and mental illness. Right. Like that's just something you should just at least, you know, just ponder about every now and again. Just just remind yourself it's a thing, especially if you're going late, like out late at night. Like, you know, like especially me as a female, I like to walk to the gym and I live probably less than a mile from the gym. So okay. like it takes me like 15 minutes at most to walk. You, to the gym. Are you walking underneath of street lamps? Yeah. But like there is certain parts where like it's pretty dark. So mm. like. You know, me as a female, like, definitely that's something that I keep in mind. Maybe not necessarily, like, the gun thing, but just the fact that there are predators out there. You might want to keep a little something on you. Exactly. I'm Exactly. I always keep, like, Maybe a little... Call, get some nun, get, bring some nunchucks and, uh, that and was, some throwing stars, like some shrukens. Yes, exactly. Yeah, do yeah. some Naruto So vibes. that way you got, you got some long range and you got some short range if you need to get in there and do some work. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I swear. <laughs> but no, genuinely, yeah. Being a female and like living around here, like you realize that there's some predators. Like my sister ch- checked the sex offender registry just oh, the other geez, day. Louise. There's a kid that we actually lived in our neighborhood, like hung out with everything. She was in her grade. We went to high school with. that's on there now and i was Mm. like wow it's crazy how like you can be so close to some of these people and like they you don't realize what they're gonna grow up into you don't know and the saddest part is that he was also a product of rape himself like his mom literally talked about how she was raped kept the kid and yet still somehow like i wonder if that's genuinely like a genetic or like like hereditary thing at that point like but I can't really speak on it because I'm not a scientist or like yeah. psychologist. Yeah, no, yeah. It yeah, is something yeah. interesting. Like if he is a product of that, but then it grows up to do the very thing to another. Like that seems to be what happens. It seems to be that way. Yeah. It like it just it sets a precedent for what like attraction is and and what what like intimate relationships are, you know, it's so weird that like if you're a child, it just seems to, to lock in that way. Yeah. You know, I I guess it's because that's what like everyone's telling you. That's what you are in that moment. You know, like, Oh, you came from that. So if some, everyone's saying like, Oh, you came from that in your head as a kid, you're probably sitting there thinking, well, Oh, that's what I am. Well, I feel like it, it's not even that. Cause a lot of the times it's a secret. Like you don't like somebody will be molested. Right. And like, no one will know. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, they always bring out the uncle in this for some reason. Maybe, maybe the uncle's like the highest, you know, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I guess he's like the highest on the list of just like Who predators as uncles. That's crazy. But 
it's like the uncle touched the kid. No one knows about it. Clearly, the kid, he's like, hey, this is like, all right, don't tell anyone about this, whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. it's through fear. It's through, like, trying to create a bond. Like, hey, this is just like a game we play, whatever the case is. Um, so the kid doesn't tell. And then maybe a kid gets to a point where he understands sort of what happened. And then now there's that level that's heavy guilt or, you know, shame you have. Yeah. But even without anyone telling you anything or you conceptualizing that you're just like this hurt thing, it seems to be something like a biological switch or something that just happens for a lot of people that are molested. It just seems like for a lot of people that are incarcerated for this very thing, they were once molested. Yeah. You know, so it's just very weird that it just seems to be this switch that takes place. Most of you know. It's, it's very wild. Yeah. Because then it's sad. just like, oh, damn, that person is doomed. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Like, I also think it's just because, like, systematically, genuinely, everybody is sitting around telling them, like, that's who you are. Like, that's what you are. But, again, those are just concepts and beliefs. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Like, those actions should never be done. Don't ever cross that line. But until somebody, like, makes those actions, you can't sit there and judge them, like, on their parents' past, mm-hmm. you know? Like, because it was his dad that did, like, he ra- his dad raped his mom, and mm-hmm. then he was the product of that. Wow. So, like, for him to then grow up and then end up raping another girl, like, mm-hmm. I think it's just genuinely because everybody sat there and, like, made it such a big deal. Because, I mean, even from a young age, his mom told him that he was a product mm. of that. So. Oh, see, this, yeah, this is a very different situation. Yeah. yeah this is particular, understood. Yeah, and so, like, it, it's sad, but, like, it shows you that, like, like you said, a lot of these people, like, either they were raped themselves or, like, there was heavy trauma related to their childhood and upbringing. And that's why I think, like, the prison systems and everything that's going on nowadays just genuinely... There should be more that's, like, being done. Because, like, it should be more, like, to do with mental illness rather than, like, these people being bad people. Because there's no such thing as a bad person. There's such thing as an ignorant person, most definitely. But if everything is one and everything is God, ultimately, then everything is good. That is the the more Buddhist philosophy of it. Exactly. It's just like, yeah, you have wisdom and you know, ignorance as opposed to good and evil. Exactly. Um, and yeah, there's there's something about that. I've thought about this um, when I first stumbled upon the philosophy of determinism and that we're all just kind of here doing things and we think that we're a lot more autonomous than we actually are. We were not actually making as many decisions and choices as we think we are. It's really just a computation of an exorbitant, incalculable amount of factors and variables that have come together to make us who we are within the current situation that we're in. And we're going to make that decision every single time, right? We just think I made that decision, but there's philosophy to support otherwise, right? Doesn't mean you have to believe it, but there's something in it. And, um, I thought, well, does that absolve people of their crimes? You know, if they're not really in control of who they are, it's really just a wave of subsequent conditions that put you in this particular space at this particular time. And then X, Y and Z happened. 
it's like, does that absolve people of, of their crimes? And then does it also conversely um, or inversely absolve them of their accomplishments? It's like, yeah, you accomplished that, but that's really just a, pro- a product of life happening. And you just happen to be one of the conduits or one of the participating parts in this thing happening. It's not really like you did it. The, the, as like sailors might say, or this, this phrase I like a lot, like the wind was in your sails. Like you, you're being, you're riding the The wave of life right now. Um, And you just happen to be at a good place to do that. But it's not really your accomplishment. Just like it's not really your downfall or your failing or your shortcoming that you did this other thing. It's really just life happening. You're not you're just you're not really that big of a deal in it. These things are just happening. You just think that you are because you have this ego and you're set inside the middle of your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. You know, but. Then I thought, so in the future, in tandem with this this technology we're talking about that is, is just it's bound to emerge. Will the way that we understand humans and sicknesses and, and illnesses such as the mental one we're speaking about right now that seems to jump from from predator to prey. Will. Will the law look vastly different in the future? Will. What will incarceration look like? Like, are charges different? Like, if we truly understand each other, if we could have some Neuralink mind mass, you know, fucking kumbaya, and everyone came together for just like even minutes, and you add this, this locking on the inner consciousness of all people, and we just like understood each other for a moment, then you would understand where people came from. You'd understand why they're doing X, Y, and Z, whether they be crimes or great accomplishments. You'd understand these things. And we probably want to feel different about how we punish people for what it is they do. Because you're like, fuck. Like, yeah, you did that, but anyone in that position would have done that. Like, oh, shit. Like, you're really just more unlucky than anything else. That you got placed in that position, came from that walk of life, and was just, like, there at that time. Fuck. Yeah. Damn, you're just unlucky. You know, so I wonder if if that will change if like in the future, if the way in which we punish people for their wrongdoings will change or if the the, the years that we give people will change or because that'll that'll be fascinating to see. Well, um I don't, personally, sadly, I don't think that there's ever really going to be, like, a doing away with, like, the prison system. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a complete collapse within our government, like, anarchy. It's overthrown. Mm. I definitely don't think it will ever be, like, just completely gone. Because yeah. I, re- I think that, obviously, systematically, we have to have a society set up, set up that way. Mm. Like, Otherwise, we wouldn't have, like, levels to our society. So, obviously, sad, sad to say, we have to have people at the bottom in order to create the illusion that there's a top. Mm. And so that's why, sadly, I do think that, like, unless our government's completely overthrown, yeah. there will always be some sort of system like that in place just because they have to put up the illusion that there's a top to climb to to give us, like, the little rats in this game something to run towards, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I totally get that. I just want to know, 
like how because laws going to have to naturally change now laws are usually slow to change i totally get that too but as our advancement of psychology evolves and like the advancement of neurology evolves like the the advancement of therapy the just the advancement of technology evolves all of this we're going to have a completely under, different understanding of what it is to be a human being even into and to make a decision. Like if you truly understood that the people making the decisions had, like they really couldn't, another option wasn't actually an option. Like the way we look at options are, are wrong and like options aren't even a real thing. You could be like, well, he could have just like not done it. But what if that's not an option? Yeah. That's like your idea of what an accessible option in that person's mind was. But to them, that option was not there. It wasn't available. Yeah. They only had one and they chose that thing. It wasn't right? even a thought. It wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I just feel like there's going to have to be some sort of, of radical change. And because that's more of a compassionate look on things. Like the more you understand other human beings in the way that their brains work in the different places that their, their mind can bring them. Right. Um, so like you would, you, you are encouraging more compassion that way because that's what compassion is. So then the laws would have to, I feel like they would have to be some huge radical change in how we punish people, like knowing that they really don't have another choice in the matter um, but I think that that'll come, I think that'll come long in the, in the future. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I think it'll come long in the future. Um, no, definitely do think the laws would have no choice but to change in that case. It's sort of like Salem witch trials. This is a great, this is actually a great analogy for this. Okay. In that day and age, right. Mm -hmm. Which I completely forgot when the fuck that was, but 18, there were, there were clearly people that were performing rituals maybe they had their their own little covenants they were speaking differently amongst themselves some people say that that may have had something to do with psychedelic drugs right which seem to find themselves popping up in history in different places in the world but whatever it is people were speaking differently they were doing different things and that was an extremely religious charged time mm -hmm. right and so they started burning women Right at the stake. At the stake. Yeah, <laughs> because they were calling them witches. Yeah. Um. Then maybe with time, it was like, oh, you know what? We can't do that anymore. One because we don't actually even believe in them <laughs> <laughs> to the point of actually taking this shit that seriously. And burning people alive is bad. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Let's move away from that. Right. At some point in time, that understanding happens, and. That comes from an understanding of, oh, shit, they actually weren't doing witchcraft. They were just, you know, muddling up some sage because they were just they, just, they were just going to burn some sage in here and have a conversation while they took some mushrooms or whatever the fucking case. But we thought that they were conjuring dead spirits or whatever the fuck the case is. Um, and so I think like in that same way, leaving from that period, a level of understanding changes the the overall feeling of the time and definitely the laws around what people can and cannot do 
because you understand a bit more. You're like, oh, well, we got to change these laws. We can't keep burning motherfuckers at the stake. This ain't right. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, what, what were we doing for so long? Why didn't no one say anything? Like, like morally? that's not right. So I think there will be another huge jump where technology and the advancement of all these sciences are going to bring us to a better understanding of human beings and our overall, hopefully, emotional intelligence will rise and we'll be like, oh, shit, we were not supposed to be doing, doing that. that to those people this whole time. Yes. Oh, fuck. Damn, we really need to release all those people and we need to find a new way of doing this because that's not right. Yes. Yeah, I think that that like, that's what I'm trying to say. At some point in time, I think that's going to happen. I hope so. Uh, but I definitely do think like like I think we kind of talked about it earlier where it's like our planet should be everyone's main priority first because mm, like the like the, literal, the health of it the, yeah like the this like the state that it's in is so bad the fact that like states that never ex- experience like cold temperatures are like getting like blizzards or like sub-zero temperatures like that's not like that's weird even the fact that just up until recently there were still mosquitoes out i mean i'm pretty sure there's still some mosquitoes out and it's mm. october here in, yeah. Virgi- in Virginia, I'm like, what? That's just strange. I don't have rich blood. They leave me alone. I don't know. I guess my blood isn't supple enough. They don't like my spit. I don't know what it is. They don't like I'm me. so pale. They're like, um, give it to me. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I've heard that as far as the whole global warming thing goes, that if you zoom out and just look at life from very far away and the timeline of it, that there have always been spikes, like peaks and valleys, right? Where shit gets really hot or shit gets really cold and the ice caps yeah, melting and there's yeah. all this sort of, and then there are catastrophes that take place that people know some about and not a lot about where the fucking asteroids hitting the planet and you're like, what's that thing over there, right? Or fucking civilizations laying underneath jungles or whatever the fuck the case is. Like a lot of shit has, has gone on. Um. And I guess the the argument mostly today is to what degree are human beings impacting it? Because we know that we're impacting it. But I think the argument at this point is like to what degree? Um, And that's a that's an interesting conversation to have. I don't know shit about shit. So I don't know to which degree. But I do know that. um, There are definitely people that want to help. And I know there are other people that don't give a shit about it at all like just people that lit like littering is hilarious to me like people that legitimately litter past being a teenager is wild because teenagers you're gonna they just do it if you can think back to you being 12 13 getting a fucking bag of chips from 7-eleven whatever you're done with it that shit might just go on the ground right that's how kids are if you are no longer a teenager, and I'm, I might even cut you off at 16. No, if you are 17 years old and you are just walking around the earth, just throwing whole bottles of Coca-Cola or just like whatever the fuck on the ground and walking away, you're a wild person. No, genuinely. That's really wild. It's disrespectful. Cause it's we pretty all- wild. We got it. We got to share this planet with other people, you know, and like. And that's probably just the worst of our issues is just like the actual putting down of plastics It's probably much, much worse than that. So bad. I think people feel defeated a lot of the times. I don't think people are, well, as we've already spoken about, bad. I think that a lot of the times when people get to thumping 
and they're like, you need to worry about this cause that I'm worried about. Maybe to you, it's Black Lives Matter. Maybe to someone else, it's like climate change. Maybe the next person, it's gun control. Maybe the next person, it's abortion. Maybe the next person, it's the borders and international affairs. Maybe Whatever. Pharmaceuticals. There's, there's, there's so much going on out there. And like everyone, everyone can't play a part in everything. That's first and foremost. Um, but some people, if you think that someone needs to be more involved in, in politics, like, like, you know, abortion rights, and, and they think that you need to be more up to date on what's going on with the global affairs. It's like, listen, like, to what degree, like, what, what, what am I supposed to do about it? Other people look over at other things like politics, and they're like, what am I supposed to do about that shit? That's every time I click on the news or I hear about some shit going on and this presidential candidate is people think that they may go to jail because he's done a bunch of criminal shit, criminal activity. And a lot of us don't want him back in office. And then you have this other presidential candidate that supposedly is also a criminal and a liar and we don't want him and is old as hell. And shouldn't be a president of anything, right? Options. And these are the options. And you're just like, and then you hear about deep state shit and things working behind them because the president's really just a front man and you have this whole thing working behind him. People just like, what am I supposed to do about that? When people hear about global warming, climate change, they're like, yo, what do you want me to, listen, I'm not, I'm not littering outside. I throw my stuff in, I throw my recyclables in the recycling can. I also hear that that's just a scam and that's just not really helping and that there's just like loads of islands with just like a bunch of just shit over there. So plastics are still ending up in the ocean and in all of our fish and back into all of our bodies and blah, blah, blah. So what do you want me to do about that? Like, what do you want me to, it's just, everything is so deep and so nuanced that it's it's a lot asking for people to not feel defeated by the world around them, like you know, to to make them feel empowered that they actually have any sort of real impact on what the fuck is going on. I think it's a lot to ask of people. Well, no, I definitely agree, but I definitely feel like the reason why like we feel that way is because these big name corporations have purposely made us feel that way so that we have no choice but to be so codependent on them. Mm. So it's like, you know, if we were to all like combined as a mass and boycott all of these name brands, like even like Tide, like any of like the name brands like Coke, like any of the big things that you know are so harmful to the environment and planet. I mean, even just grocery stores in general, boggle my mind like I know obviously not everyone can do like the farm life with like growing their own fruits and vegetables being completely self-sustainable yeah obviously I completely understand that but even the way that their package is just so harmful and there's ways that we could go about it where it's like we don't need to use plastic we could even use like bamboo alternatives paper alternatives and obviously you can't overexert those resources so it's like 
use, I'm sorry, I talk a lot with my hands. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I talk so much with my hands. She's boxing this microphone if you all haven't heard it yet. It's literally the Italian in me. I'm like, boop, boop, boop. I'm so sorry. No, I get it. Listen, I think that like what you're speaking about is is true. Um, I What's also issue or the issue with making a big pivot is like big pivots on small scales seem to work, which mm-hmm. why to me, most of the things that I like in life seem to be small scale. Cause like even this podcast, like there's only but a certain amount of like large or known I would like for this podcast to even be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I have like a, a decent understanding of just like right where I'd like to be. Like I, I, I just enough to bring in a certain amount of money. Right. But not super duper large. And I say that because I'm getting back to those that host of things I spoke about earlier that are very important on keeping your attention. Mm -hmm. Um, People's jobs would be ripped away so many because we've gone so far in one direction. And housed so many jobs for so many people at fucking warehouses in stores people that transport all the stuff people that package all the stuff like so many like just i couldn't even think about the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of employees because of all these different you know places you're speaking about and it's tough Because when you have to try to make a a huge pivot on a large scale, that means that a lot of people have to get the brunt of that, meaning they're all going to have to try to figure out what to do as all these companies are being boycotted and their job is is no longer valuable. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's very, very tough in my life. I can make a pivot easily doing like pretty much whatever I want. I don't have a child. Therefore you really do whatever it is you want. You can pick up, move anywhere, do anything, make a quick pivot, stop using certain products. Easy. Boom. Nothing. No one is dependent upon me in that way. You start closing down Coca-Cola and, and giant. There are going to be some people on the side of the road trying to find Anna Marie. Like what was she talking about? She got my goddamn job taken away from me. Oh, yeah. It's tough. But I do feel like that's also what they want you to, like, think. Like, they want you to feel, like, fear and the codependence. And although I completely agree that a lot of people will be without a job, I feel like them working at such a place, like, eventually through time, you have to become aware of how harmful the job itself that you're doing is. You know what's funny is is you don't, though. But I feel like there's <laughs> you know so saying? there's Think no Think about all the people that are not conscious of anything harmful that they do. I know, but I mean like working in a factory like that, even like I mean, after a while you could even see like just how like the managers treat the employees. Mm-hmm. And like you could see even just through that, like You're talking about the shit that I just went through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's not the most holistic place. So even through that, I feel like after a while, like you, you become at least somewhat aware of the damages that you're doing. Maybe not in I think, the large I scale. I think that you are a conscious, cognizant human being, and so you, so you would like to think that that's the case, and you speak from a place of like noticing things that are going on around you, <laughs> like observing, be like, hey, 
That's not right, is it? Hey, we should say. Did you guys notice this? I'm like, hey, does we anybody should, notice this? We should probably do something about this, right? Anyone? Exactly. You come from that space, but for a lot of people, there's just so many things working against that. It could be like one. Listen, I need to bring money home to my family. I, I can't. I can't afford to just to say. I don't got it this month, guys. I don't know what we're doing. You know, uh, like that fear it will paralyze people. That fear alone is just going to put someone where they don't want to be. And if you don't have options or you don't feel like you have options, because a lot of people have options and they don't know that they have options. Um, but if you just feel like you're locked into a certain lifestyle and you can't get out of it because you've purchased a car, you got a car note. You got a baby now because you wanted to fuck with no condoms. So you got the baby, right? <laughs> the baby's here. Uh, and I got a whole life to take care of now. I have mortgage I wanted to pay because I wanted the nice house, yeah. right? So now I got the mortgage I got to pay. I got to do this. I got You got a bunch of shit going on. Trying to leave your job on some creative, like, hippie shit for a lot of people is, like, not the thing. For me, 1,000%. <laughs> You're like you kidding me? so my life. One thousand percent. But yeah, exactly. Like really, that like a couple of weeks ago, that you know what I mean. But that's not that's not everybody's lane. That's not their space. It's not they they they, they don't see that they and they feel like they couldn't do that. And for some people, maybe it's the best decision that you that you don't. You know, I don't know. But also keep in mind. That takes a certain level of awareness because you have to be looking at things and you have to be truly weighing the whole vibe of this corporation or the, just even in particular the place that you're working the to, to, to be noticing the things that you're talking about. Yeah. And more than that, you'd have to have done some sort of work on yourself to know exactly like what your morals and values are. And when you think they're in misalignment with the structure that you're sat in, because yeah. maybe you haven't done that work. So like those issues don't even really like it doesn't come it doesn't occur to you that you're doing something wrong because you're not at all at odds. Your way of being is not at odds with what's happening. Yeah, You're not conscious of it. You're not conscious of it. You're just like, oh, that's just that's just the way it is. That's just what the world is. Exactly. Like, that's just the way it goes. And or you could think, well, that's the way that business is. That's the way that they conduct themselves. It's toxic. It's it's degrading. It's whatever. But I don't want to be a part of that. I can understand that that's the way that it is, but I don't want to be a part of it. You could have people that understand it and they're like, yeah, but I still need it and I got to be here. Or certain people that just don't they don't even get that that memo. Yeah, they're just in there working. They're not thinking about it at all. They're like, I have food on the table. And my mortgage is paid this month. So like that's that's as far as their thought is going about it. They're not thinking about ethics in their job and, and what morals the company is withholding and when they're being shady and what that means for them. Or They're not thinking about that. Well, I guess it's just what's so frustrating is, yeah, you're absolutely right. I guess I'm expecting people to think like me when clearly not very many people do, but... Also, the fact, though, is that, like, these elites that, you know, you hear everybody talk about or, like, these people that even run these big-name corporations, there is so little of them in comparison mm. to 
the mass of us. Like if you look up like the richest people in the world, like the, even just the fact that there's only like really 500 people on that list, 500 in comparison to 7 billion people, Mm -hmm. we could easily overthrow them. But it's the fact that they genuinely incite so much fear in us, that fear of, I got to put food on the table, that fear of, I need a place over my head. And yeah, absolutely. You're totally right to have that fear. That is 100% important and at the top of the list. But letting it run your life, like the fact that you think you couldn't leave a job that you know doesn't align with your personal values or like even with the world, you know, just because you're like, well, I need to, I, I need to keep a job. Like, well, <clears throat> it's all a part of what they want. You know, like it's systematically they've set it up because if these people truly are at the top, they they're they're the ones monopolizing this game within it and they can genuinely see that and they place all of these little subconscious fears inside of us wanting us to like fear to pay rent or fear to put food on the table or like oh the holidays are coming up so like gotta celebrate or Mm -hmm. save for that you know like they know exactly what they're doing and like i always make this point with my friends or my family when i like talk about like elites and everything and it's the fact that there's probably like millions of people living in cities and i bet the richest people in the world have not even ever set foot in one of these cities because it's so polluted so filthy that even like the richest part of the city is not even good enough for them that's why they have their million dollar mansions in the swiss alps or off in dubai you know like all of these places so far away from these big cities that like people travel from even other countries to come oh, see yeah, no. like well yeah that's nothing to them because getting over there is like a like if you're talking the people that you're talking about literally could be like hey babe like you want to go hit up italy tonight like you trying to just for dinner like you want to go for your dinner you know that spot that you like out there by the riviera yeah yeah we can yeah yeah i have my man set it up we can we can fly out there uh but i was thinking like i was thinking like maybe in the morning we just head on down to like the south of france and like we go to that crepe spot that we like a whole lot, you know what I mean? Like they like legitimately people that can talk like that. Yes. So those places don't like they're cool, but like I don't have to be there for that. Yes, exactly. Like I can have my house, I can have my ranch out on an island or some shit that I own, or just wherever the fuck away from your. Because I think that people want they want a little bit of that. Of course, like definitely people want to get away from other people to some degree, but be able to also stay in touch with people. So, yeah, you would definitely just fly out to those places and just, you know, but you might have a place that you could stay there. Like, oh, my house in the no in New York or my house in Austin, Texas or my house in wherever the fuck you get in in L.A. You could have multiple houses and just pop up there. Oh, I spend uh, like a couple months there a year. Like I go there. Between like May and, and July, you know, you just pop up. <laughs> but that's my point being is that there's so few of them in comparison to us. And, and genuinely the fact that we allow them to be like our, their little puppets. We're their little puppets. We work for them essentially like they're indentured servants in a sense mm. if you think about it. Like, oh, you just Okay, so you just don't like the idea of capitalism at its fullest, really. Well, yeah, yes and no, because, like, genuinely, like, these bloodlines have been set up, like, for hundreds of years, if that, like... Oh, oh, you're also speaking about a very particular... You're talking about, like, those types of people, not, like, 
Well, even the people, like capitalism, everybody that's running, like. Because, like, Elon Musk was just, like, a dude. Like, he was just an engineer. And he didn't come from all of that. But, like, he now is that. So, like, there's certain people, like Mark Zuckerberg. Like, we know a lot of people that have risen. Anomalies. Mm. That's literally anomalies. Those are are anomalies. But, like, I'm talking about, like, for the majority, Mm. like. That's old running money. it. Old, old money. Yeah, even how like a- like Asia is run by the Kuzika Mafia mainly. Like that's stuff that that's not a myth. Like oh yeah, 100%. I don't even know about that, but I have heard about that clan. Yeah, one hundred percent a real thing. Like it's I don't know, it's pretty fascinating to me, but also their yakuza is like our Italian mafia that like was staged here is that like roughly the same sort of thing sort of like the cartel down in mexico exactly like it's sort of the same deal. no exactly but they're really like i don't know i feel like they're even worse than the cartel at times just because the asians have money so you know the technology that comes from it is insane the stories from in these places are crazy like the cartels like the things that that like human beings would do growing up in certain places like lighting people on fire, like doing like whatever, you know, just cutting limbs off, sending them back to their families. Just like wild, just the most wildest of shit. Yeah. But I definitely think that like the people that are in power nowadays, like it's it's like generations worth of power that's been built up and they know what they've done systematically and how they've placed it all so that they can continue to monopolize off of us living within their society. Well, that's what, that's why I tell young people to make risks. Yeah. Because once you get older, you don't want to do that shit anymore. <laughs> like you got too much riding on, on risk taking, you know what I mean? But when you're young, you don't got shit. You don't have shit. You, you risking something is like, you're going to lose a pack of gum and $5. Like you don't have anything to your name. So like make your risks, like do like live dangerously, go on a fucking adventure. When people start getting older and settling down and they have things, assets in their name that they want to keep, you know, they want to keep safe and secure. They're like, oh, man, I can't make no. I, I spoke to when I was leaving my last my previous job, I was speaking to a manager. And uh, I was explaining to him. I was like, dude. Like, in the most respectful way, <laughs> you know, when somebody starts with that, they're about to say some wild shit. In the most respectful way, this job has seemed to me like <laughs> those toxic relationships where someone gives you nice things or maybe the sex is really good or whatever the case is. But it's a terrible relationship and you know it, but you stick around for those perks. I was like, that's what my relationship with this place feels like. Uh, and you know, he kind of looked down, sort of somber, like, it was like, you know, I've definitely thought about getting out at certain points. And here I am 12 years in the game. And I just, I'm always sort of struck with the thought of what else would I do? You know, what else would I do? What else, like, this is, this is all I've ever done, you know, is work in this type of industry. And when you when you're talking about this paralyzing fear, you know, that you feel like is coming because I feel like it's coming from various places. I do feel like there is a fear that comes with just the overarching just magnitude of corporations feeling like you can't beat them. Right. Just like I was saying that about the global change, the, the climate change or any of these other things. Sometimes it's just daunting on people. They're just like, that thing is so large. I'm so small. What the fuck am I supposed to do? It's the whole David and Goliath sort of fight happening inside of everyone. 
um, with something. Um, yeah, I just like that. That shit is just very, very daunting. Um, and I think that it's also coming from inside of people. I think it's coming from the education system. I think some in some part it does come from religion for certain people, a certain fear of doing a lot of things and taking a lot of risks. Um, but people live generally just in a lot of fear of, of different things, of just being hungry, of not doing the right things, of, of you know, looking poor amongst the people around them, right? Yeah. Um, just all, all sorts of shit. It's, so it's, it's tough to try to get people to just, like, break out and be like, nah, I'm going to go do this other thing. You know, like that, that's just not the way, it's just not the way humans are built. People are, are terrified, you know, thinking that there's nothing else for them. Like I've lived this life for however long, like what, what other life is there for me? Like, I don't see any other life waiting for me. So like, what am I supposed to do? Just assume that if I, if I stop doing this, there's going to be another life like waiting for me that makes some sense. Yeah. Like that's, that's terrifying for people like, fuck no. Like I'm going to stay stuff. right here. Right here is safe. I know right here it's a little uncomfortable from time to time. Actually, maybe a, a quite a bit uncomfortable, but I know it. And it makes me feel comfortable to know it, even if it's abusive, even if it's mean and nasty. I know this. I know this very flavor of abuse and degradation. Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's very tough to just tell someone to break out and just go do their own thing and leave the herd so to speak, yeah, and, and, and just try to break out. The, the wild thing is, though, is there is always another life. Like there is. It's funny because doing something is literally just that. Like if you tell yourself you want to start being the type of person that reads books and like you pick up a book and you start reading it, you're now that person. You're doing it. Like you're doing you're it. You're literally doing like it. Yes. You, you, it's that simple. You really can like do something and it will change the reality of what it is you're doing that day. Yes. Like, oh, I, I was once going to that job. I quit that job. I'm not going there anymore. That's not who I, I am. It's I'm, not a part of who I am. It's not a part of who I am. I don't see those people. I don't do that job function. I don't I don't drive to that place. I don't that's no longer a part of my job. No. Nope. You know, or a part of my life. And you can do that with everything about your life. Yes. You can you can make a decision to to change it yeah. drastically. It's funny that you say that because I just genuinely feel like people don't realize that they're living in other people's dreams. Ooh. Like, especially working in places like that, that's somebody else's dream. That's why you sit there and, like, you think about leaving this place and you're like, well, what would I do after this? It's because you're not dreaming a dream up for yourself. Mm. Like, you're not dreaming for yourself. And life is genuinely a dream. Like, that saying, life's nothing but a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's take that literally. Yeah. It's facts. So, if you're literally, life's a dream, you need to dream up your own dream. Sure, you can work. In other people's dreams with inside your own dream, mm -hmm. but never stop dreaming of your own dream. <laughs> it's like inception, genuinely. You're you're working in somebody else's dream, that but you're also dreaming your own dream, working right. in that person's right. dream. Yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. I totally get that. No, that's that's very very much the case. And I think uh, my father and I talk about it when it comes to something like this. Like this is someone asked me the other day. They were like, "You got a podcast?" Because they heard from someone else. I said, "Yes." He said, you get paid from that? I was like, no. <laughs> really? I wish not there yet. And yeah. And 
he was like, oh, so you just do it for the lo- love of the game? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I fucking love doing this. Like, it's so much fun. It's my favorite thing to do. And I think that that is very, very important. Because I think w- when you when you forget about those things in life that fill you with g- genuine meaning and joy. And purpose. And purpose. You do start to get a little lost and you're just like, yeah, you at that point you're at the mercy of just, I guess, whatever the fuck whoever's dream you out there living, you know what I mean? Whatever version of whoever else would like you to be, you are occupying at the time. You know what I mean? Um, But I think it's so important to just continue to do things that you just love to do. And you, you would do for free. You would do for money. You, you just want to do, you want to do that or those things. I think, you. That, I think that that's extremely, extremely important because for a lot of people, it may not always be that you monetize that thing that you love, but boy, do you still need that thing that you love, whether you ever make a dime from it or not, because mm-hmm. there are way too many people that you talk to them. Sometimes they're young people. Like You talk to them and be like, hey, what do you like to do? Like, oh, I used to like this. <laughs> I I used to do this. I don't, but I don't. Uh, haven't found the time to do anything at all anymore. Except for I just, I just work at this place. Well, how do you like the place? Uh, well, okay. You know, it's it's cool. Like the people. Uh, I mean, I fucking hate my manager. Like you know, very usual. You know, and they they go down this thing. Uh. It sucks, but if if you could just still have that at least one thing that you can go to and like and enjoy about your life, like that's a hobby, yeah. Just, just fuck it, yeah, man. Something bike riding, something to put a yoga. smile on your face, something to cleanse the mind, maybe. Yeah, put it, you in the flow state. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I do love yoga. What? What? Um, you said you wanted to do some of that on YouTube. What? What sort of yoga are we speaking about? Like a like just like flow like flow yoga yeah just like nothing too intense like i mean i know i'm self-taught it's not like i've gotten my instruction and like instructor's license or anything like that but you graduated from youtube university yes how'd you know yeah certified i get it thank you yes sir i get it got the plaque at home yeah on my wall yeah no i'm kidding no i know (laughs) i know i know you know but no yeah uh i love that and like i mean obviously i also since Working at Salamanders, I worked at Hand and Stone before then. Massage therapy is something that's been on my mind, but I don't really want to focus on that right now because I'd much rather, like you said, just get into like getting what I really want to do with my life started before you know jumping back into like side quests, as no, I'd like to call them. Side quests, yeah, yeah, because like my side quest is genuinely like getting my massage therapy license, getting my yoga instructor like license, all of that, but. That's just something like later on down the line, like you said, I'd ma- I'd rather take risks and be young and dumb while I still can, <laughs> and just you know, do that shit. Have fun. Like I mean, I love like my job working like twelve hour shifts. I'll go home some nights after just going out with friends, only running on three hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Still, just yeah, jump back still, up to it and get yeah, into it. It's like yeah, yes, yeah. You still living that life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're I, like, oh I, no. I, yeah, no. I'm happy for you. Listen, there's a time and place for everyone. I had a ball. Listen, I'm speaking like I'm dead. You're like, <laughs> back in my day, Sonny. I still have a good time. 
<laughs> it just looks very different these days. It looks so different. That's okay. Oh man, okay. but it's so it's so much fun for me. Life is it's fun for me. It's so much fun, you know, playing a little pickleball with the lady. Yes, sir. You know, going on walks. <laughs> Listen, all this shit's gonna sound super old, right? You're like pickleball, <laughs> taking walks for sure. Uh, maybe hitting an escape room every now and again. This Friday. Uh, yeah, a lot more cooking in the house, which has been great. Love it. Um, movies and video games in the house. I'm I'm introducing her to some video games. Oh, which one? She didn't grow up playing them. <gasps> So I'm introducing her to like just video games in general, just the world. Um, the world of video games. What um, are your favorites? Well, the ones that I, I have here for her to play, because I mean, we're not going to go back and start with Super Nintendo and work her way up to now. But uh, I got Harry Potter Legacy. Oh. So I was playing that. And, and, and she classic. Exactly. Boom. Classic. Like, amazing <laughs> game. Um, she's a Harry Potter fan. She loves the world, the wizarding world. And it's just, and it's such a beautiful game. It's so, such a good game. And I'm going to stop talking. I've talked about it so many times on this podcast. Like, I'm sorry, guys. It's so great. Um, but we started, because she likes, like a lot of women do, like psychological Thrillers. thriller type of deals, right? Yes. Um, so we started playing the Dark Pictures Anthology, which is, uh, I guess, I don't know, some gaming company that puts out psychological thriller horror video games and they're just like playable movies you just they, and sometimes they have actors like well-known actors that you would be able to spot out um play in them no way and you just you make decisions as the story goes uh-huh. and you can close in relationships between the characters you can sort of sever relationships you every decision you make kind of steers the game in the movie exactly so the way that you experience the video game you play may be very very different than your friend that plays it he's just like oh i didn't do that i did some whole other shit because you picked different yeah Yeah. like oh that person lived till the end oh i killed that person first like first (laughs) like that's crazy like i got them killed i didn't even know so it's in often a lot of the decisions you're making are like life or death sort of decisions for people in the game. Right. So that's a very fascinating one. She gets really involved. like jazzed up and involved because she's like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to kill this person. Like, what decision do I make? And a lot of the time it's timed like the decision that you have to make. You have to make it in the next seven seconds or something. And she's just like, oh, do I do I save her? Or do I save him? Like, do oh, I, no. yeah, like it's, it gets really stressful. It's such a fun. These are like really fun games. I love it. So we're we're playing some of that. See, that's fun. Yes. Um. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not. And just. Yeah. Just a lot of hanging out. A lot of talking. If you like psychological, like thriller games, have you ever heard of the game called Little Nightmares? No. It's something that I highly recommend. Okay. It's really good. It's kind of like that. It's like you're essentially a kid. You don't know it, but you're trapped on a boat, and you're trying to like run away from like these demons ghouls Mm. there's even like grown-ups there that are trying to kill you Mm. and like you have to like go through escape rooms as well while trying to run away from them oh it's really interesting wow i love it i played it like when i was like 15 16 but they still have continuations of the game going on and Mm. it's like one of my favorites it's really good yeah see that's what i'm talking about i like that little nightmares yeah see so you know so fun stuff like that um that's what that's what going out to me is like these days yeah i don't spend i i did go out with the, to a comedy show with my parents 
uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was a late night. That's super fucking hilarious. What's a super late night to you? <laughs> you like stop in a while. Well, well, this this one in particular, I was probably in the bed by one o'clock. Okay, no, 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 that's pretty late. That's pretty late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, but, I'm out till like six a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That nah, those those days are behind me. But I lived I lived a, a life doing all that stuff to the maximum. Of course, I got I got it out. I got it out of the system. Life's a marathon, not a race. You, see, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you just gotta learn, and then you also notice more things as you slow down. It just naturally happens. If you're in a car going 100 miles per hour, there's no way that you're taking in the sights. No. You know what I mean? But when you just like, you slow that motherfucker down, you're going to get 25, you're looking around like, oh shit, I didn't even notice that tree over there before. That's beautiful. Look at that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, that's, that's a a very fun part of, of me embracing getting older. And I I definitely speak like I'm much older than I am. Uh, And I'm definitely aware of that. But it just seems like so many years go by in a year. Honestly, it's okay. I'm only 21, but I say like back that when I was a so kid. That is so funny. You're 21. Yeah, I t- wow. just turned 21 this year too. Wow. Yeah, March 26. Wow. Very Aries. <laughs> that is wow. I mean, I had no pinpoint on your age at all until this very moment. More mature, yeah. So that is very, very cool. I get that a lot. That's very cool for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you're going to be, you're, you're, that's, wow. Thank you. It's very nice to meet you (laughs) (laughs) this way. This is very, very cool. Uh, Because for anyone that doesn't know, this is the longest conversation we've had. Other conversations probably were all of a good three minutes as you walk past me at work or, yeah. yeah. It genuinely hasn't been any longer than that now thinking about it. Yeah, no. (laughs) But genuinely. Man, man, that is really cool. Age 21. I'm trying to think. Me at 21, uh, I definitely stole that car. Um. (laughs) No, tell me about that story, though. Tell me about that story. (laughs) I can explain in a stop. No. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've, you know what, I've explained it enough on here. I'll explain it to you when we get off of here. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, because I I've told that to somehow it's come up in too many conversations. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was that was quite crazy. But overall, at 21, I was certainly searching. I was definitely like there's like I'm trapped in some like barrier and I'm supposed to be seeing or experiencing, sensing something outside of this. Like I feel like I'm trapped and I'm supposed to be sensing something outside of the understanding in which I, I see things now. Yes. Like, I know that. But, like, how the fuck do I get Out. there? <laughs> like, how do I get to that understanding? Like, yeah. I just know it's there, but, like, I feel, like, what the fuck is going on? And then someone offered me shrooms. Psychedelics. And that was the day. I'm saying it was acid that did it for me. Yeah. I love, I love me some acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't, I've honestly, it. it's been, like, about, like... Over a year now since I've last tripped. And I think that's just because I had so many like profound awakenings, like back to back to back to back, that like I realized that I really need some time to like actually little let them all settle. Like <laughs> like to actually like grasp them fully rather than just chase another high. Cause mm-hmm. if this is truly infinite, like the knowledge will just keep coming. So unless you genuinely take the time to incorporate what you've learned you're not going to be like truly holistic and it's not going to show. That's why you can see all of these people that 
take psychedelics and they're like preaching, being hippie and all that, but their words don't really match up with their actions. Mm. Cause like they may be talking about love and peace and everything, but then they can mess over their business partner or go to work and, or treat their girlfriend like crap, you know, like mm. things like that. So it's like, if you don't take the time to let all of the knowledge that you've learned from these profound experiences, like actually seep in and incorporate them because it's hard, you know, like learning yeah. everything. Like you realize, you know, everyone's how do you yourself. Because I want, I want to ask, I want to hear how you do that. Like, what does the process look like of processing information? Is it just deep in your yoga states and your in your seated meditations? Like, how are you distilling that information? Oh, well, honestly, it's like a twenty four seven thing for me. Like, mm. it's something that never stops. Like, even right here, right now, sitting here, like I'm in a meditative state and that's something that I tell myself I'm in a meditative state because when you're in a meditative state you're completely at peace you can tap into that infinite database and you know the knowledge that is coming to you is crystal clear at that point and so you know with me when it came to incorporating all of this knowledge it was clear that like every trip I had there was an overarching theme or point that was made from that trip and it was for me to then take that point like, okay, oh, uh, we're all connected as one in this consciousness. Or like, oh, this consciousness is God. You know, like, oh, love is the best way to go about anything. Like, you take every little one of those and then you incorporate them in real time. So, like, you realize this world's a test. And, like, if I wake up in the morning and things aren't going the best with my sister, you know, like she's being spicy with me or <laughs> not the nicest. Like you realize it's just a test. Like you had such a great, beautiful experience just yesterday. Like, of course, tomorrow, tomorrow you're going to wake up and it might be the hardest darn thing that you've ever experienced because mm -hmm. the universe is going to be like, well, do you not remember everything I just taught you? Mm -hmm. It wants to see if you truly were at paying attention, like how you said, mm -hmm. like, you know. So, yeah, I realize that that's how I, I take the time to incorporate it rather than just bombarding my mind with like, oh, I want to trip again because I want to chase that yeah. high. Like, yeah, that's you, that groove I'm talking about. Yeah, like that 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 distilling that knowledge from those lessons yeah. right, into your bones on a molecular level and you just start to navigate the world easier integrating um and th the way they had put it in this book that i love exactly integrating it um yeah, outwitting the devil by napoleon hill i've talked about this book a lot too it's a very very interesting book it came out in like no it was written i believe like in this maybe 1960 or in the early 20s but he nor his family would allow him to release this book because of how crazy it sounded. He was someone that decided he wanted to know all the pitfalls of failures and all the, all the risings of successes. And he interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were huge successes and that were huge failures right? in whatever it is that they tried to do. Mm -hmm. And he amassed a ton of information and he wrote this book mm -hmm. in which the way that it's written is like a conversation. There's like a first part of the book where he's first walking you up to it and he's telling you, you know, where he went to school, the businesses that he'd ran himself, how they flourished, how he became quote unquote successful, but was empty inside, you know, and, and pretty much how he got to this point of wanting to interview all these very successful people 
and figure out what are their successes and then interview a bunch of people that have failed at the things that they wanted to do and, and you know, getting all of that information. It's a nice lead up to a conversation that he has with what he calls the devil. Right. And so clearly, again, back in 1916, 1920, whatever, this was not the book to put out. Uh, they felt like this was going to cause a lot of backlash and just a lot of attention on their family that they didn't want. They didn't know what the fuck might happen. Somebody might want to come kill them because they feel like they're demonic or whatever. You're saying you're having conversations with the devil. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. But that's the way that the, the book is. And it's just him interviewing the devil and the devil has to an, like answer his questions. Um, and in that they talk about the fear imbued as a as a youth, like you and I spoke about uh, that in religion that in the education system um just the overall sense of straying or what they call drifting right you have drifters and non-drifters you have people that are just like have their eye on the ball and they understand what's going on and then every once in a while they drift and then you have people that are just constantly drifting and those are people that we would say are just kind of like zombies they're kind of like People call them NPCs these days, right? (laughs) There's non-playable characters. Like, they're just... Unconscious. Yeah, they're just floating around. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says that that's 98% of humans. Yeah. Right? That's what he says. And that's a a hard number to read. And what's interesting is, like, in the book, as he's he's talking to the devil, quote-unquote, right? The devil's like, you won't even... These are his words like you won't even release this book. You won't even release this to people because you already understand that the people are lost. Like they they're won't not grasp like it. They're, they're not even going to grasp it. Yeah. You know, and he didn't release the book. The book wasn't released until after he, his wife and most of his family were dead. Wow. You know, it, it didn't come out until like a few years ago. It came it came this book came out like in to, like 2000 14 or some shit like that. But it was written in the 1900s. It was early 1900s. You're going to have to send me the name. Yeah. Oh, no. I will give it to you when we walk out of here. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got two copies, actually, I think. So I'll definitely give you one. Um, amazing book. Uh, you got to read it. Please take Please. this book. No, I will. Um, but, the, but, the whole, but the whole point I brought this up is because he speaks about this thing called hypnotic rhythm. And the way I was able to interpret it is the way in which one is moving with the universe, right? And people talk about this in terms of the ocean a lot of the times, like being a wave, um, but also understanding that you're a part of the ocean, right? But you you can't clash against the ocean. Like even as you got to be, you just have to be the wave and you have to be okay with just being a wave in the ocean. You can't fight. You're not going to win that fight. You're not going to win the fight against the ocean. Um, and there seems to be something about these psychedelic experiences, for me at least, that has given me some real molecular data on that, some real molecular sort of wisdom on that. Because when you talk about your sister being spicy with you and then that initial reaction, that resistance, you can feel it like coming up like, oh, I want to say this or I want to, you know. But But just being like, ah, that's not the way, though. Like, it's not the way. It's a way, but it's not like the way, though. You know, like that's not that ice losing. That's not that ballet. It's not. It's not that flow. And I know it's not. Uh, It's it's 
beautiful, but I think that that's what he was talking about. Like there is just a way of of moving through, and some people are much worse at it than others, and they're bumping into shit constantly, and they're bumping into the same thing constantly. You know, having the same problems day in day out. But there's definitely something to that ballet. There's something to that hypnotic rhythm that he spoke about. Is when people speak about, I think it gets maligned because you usually hear it in terms of uh, like, you know, energy chakras and synchronization. And a lot of people don't like those words because then you start to get a little too like flowery for certain people. Yeah, and they're just like, and they're just like, ah, now you're starting to lose me. You're using words. You're, you're starting to lose me. Like bring it back into more of like a scientific sort of like logical terms, you know, like bring me back Adams there. You know what I mean? But like you, you starting to talk about the chakras aligning and the stars and Crystals. The, like, you know what? Like, ah, you lost me. You lost me. But I, I think that's why it gets maligned. But I think that there really is something if you can feel it, there's something about being in alignment with with yourself and just the constant changing state of circumstances around you. And there's just something with like going with the flow. I think that's why it's also called that, like going with the flow. There's something about water. There's something about ease and a, a, a you know, a laxing of resistance that seems to go deep into this sort of wisdom that you and I are trying to like tap into. Yeah. You know, there's something about it. There's something about it. And and I think about it too, when I'm in my best states, <laughs> someone in their, their anger or their frustration is not no match for my state of serenity. Yeah. It's like no match. Like there's, like Impenetrable. whatever it is, it completely, like, completely you know, like, is just like, like I hear what you're saying. And like you said, it'll be a loving way in which I respond, yes. you know, because I have no other option in my best state. In my best state, I have no other option because I understand, just like I said, the law should change on how we reprimand people yeah. or it will at some point in time. On a small scale, I have changed my laws and I've changed my recommendation for humans around me because of my level of empathy and understanding that has you know evolved throughout my well, ages yeah. and so like when people are talking to me and i clearly see i can clearly see that they're hurt mm -hmm. like it's clear clear as day yeah and and they say something that's maybe out of pocket or it could be degradating it could be spicy whatever but like i but i see what they're going through i don't know what they're going through but i see it feel it and so at that point it's like, oh, okay, you, you know, and then you just, whatever their statement was, maybe you say nothing, because I'm also really good in silence for someone that speaks as much as I do, I promise you. I'm also good with standing next to someone and us just being completely quiet. That is completely fine with me. That's okay, too. Um, but so sometimes you need to, just like in those games, by the way, that I was showing her, the little horror psychological thriller ones, there's always like two choices of things you can say, and then there's always stay silent. That's always a choice, too. You can always just choose to say nothing. Or walk away. Or do nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a fascinating, fascinating little run I just had in my mind right there. <laughs> that is a healthy way of, of going about things, I definitely think. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just a flow. There's just a flow to things. And 
it seems to just pop up in a, so many places. When you get in a car accident, even yeah. they tell you to try your best to loosen your body up. Yeah. To not tense not yourself sense. and fuck around and jam your wrist into something. Now that's broken because you were trying to lock it up. Like you just have to go with the flow. You have to do that. Yeah. And that, that philosophy, that understanding seems to pop itself up in like so many things. Seems to pop itself up everywhere to just allow it to be, allow it to flow through you. And, and you will find yourself in a much more harmonious state with whatever that thing is or those set of circumstances are. But I think a lot of it is resistance. Even when people start doing psychedelics, mm-hmm. it's like the the urge to resist what is taking place when you drop fucking three tabs of acid or you take an eighth of shrooms. You trying to resist that is you trying to fight the ocean. Yeah. You need to stop because <laughs> you're going to be in for a hell of a ride. It makes it worse. So bad. So much worse. So bad. But that's but that is just a microcosm of life. Yep. I think that's just one of those lessons you try to take away. Like, oh, man, I tried to resist the first 20 minutes. That was the worst 20 minutes. I let go. I said, OK, I'm just going to I'm here for whatever. I opened up. The world opened up to me. I felt amazing afterwards. It was beautiful afterwards. All those things that I saw that were deadly before turned into blossoms right in front of my face. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like That's so crazy that like letting go allowed that new perspective. I wonder if there's anything to this in my daily life when I'm not tripping. I wonder if like regular life is like this at all. If like maybe there's a resistance that I have towards things that is like hindering my optimal quality of life, my optimal space here. Yeah, like subconsciously. I, I, I wonder. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know? No, exactly. Something to think of food for thought. Yeah, just At the very it. least. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> exactly. I could be wrong. No, you're like, what, what would I know? You're like, I've only done this for quite some time. I know. No, literally. Yeah, sometimes you think about something for too long and it, it oscillates, though. I think about that. I think about I always think about. But what if when what if you're wrong, Earl? I always drop that seed of doubt in because it's a good seed to have. You should always weigh the options. Yeah. Like, but what if you're wrong? Like, what would what would a defending Earl say? You know, I'll go back between Earl B and Earl Earl A and Earl B. And then there's Earl C that's just sitting in the middle, Mm -hmm. judging them all. (laughs) Yeah, just observing. Hmm, I see. (laughs) Interesting. I see. Both of you are right. (laughs) And both of you are absolutely wrong. (laughs) You're like, which one we go with? That's up to the... Yeah, then you just got to make a fucking decision. That's the wildest shit. When, like, you see both sides to things, but you still have to make a decision in life. That's That's life. Yes. Over and over and over. You have to make a decision. And then if you don't, it's even worse than not making one at all. (sighs) It's it's even worse than not making because you're just watching life pass you by. Oh my goodness, man! It's just it's absolutely. Also, I do feel like this is a good time to pause. May I use the restroom? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can we can actually wrap this up. You probably wouldn't believe okay. it, but we've been going at this for three hours. You're kidding? <laughs> no, <laughs> that is hilarious. That's exactly like what I said. Where it's like you take a tab of acid and you're like, hmm, oh, we've definitely been tripping out in here. This is this has definitely been an experience. Me literally, but 
Yeah, no, this, this is, is just everyday, Anna. Yeah, this is awesome. I um, love it. Thank you so much so for yeah, having me. So yeah, thank you for coming here. Thank everybody that listens for listening. Thank uh, you guys. Thank this you. This has been very awesome. Wow, thank you. All right, yeah, let's get out of here. No, thank you so Peace, much. Peace, everybody. Good night. Peace. <laughs>